Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 99, the Gretzky edition. That means nothing to you, does it? No. He is the greatest hockey player of all time, by uh-huh. far, in my opinion, and he was 99. From he, beautiful Brantford, he's Ontario. He's 99? Where the Mueller's live. Uh, he's that old already? No, he's not. He's, <laughs> he is not. Uh-huh. But that's my uh, co-host, Jack, you hear over there. I am your host, as always, sitting here in the basement. And look mm-hmm. at that, it's not even 2 o'clock, and we've already had a very productive day today, haven't we? It's been a long day. Already? Um, for, <laughs> probably in a better way, because Thursday was also a long day, but that was like, that was like long day, but Oh, because like you were volunteering good. at school for yeah, six hours? Yeah, that was like the wrong kind of long day. That was good of, of you to get some volunteer work done there. That was nice. So you were doing lights for, what was that, the Fine Arts Banquet, I think it was called? Showcase. Showcase, God. sorry. Fine Arts Showcase, my bad. God. So you yeah, don't know anything about art. You were behind the scenes doing the lights, flipping the switches and Getting whatnot. Getting one of the worst headaches I've ever had. Oh, you did come home. Fe- oh, yeah. So that's why you don't have a lot of opinions on the main event of NXT UK this week because you I were pretty much passed out. out on that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to take the wheel on that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so today we uh, got up bright and early on a Saturday. Yeah, you and... know what I like saying about that day is my head was a pain in the ass. It was. So our pool pump has oh, yes. problems and sounds like a freaking that airplane. That was one of our things today. So we had to take that in as early as possible so yep. they could get started on it. And that was about an hour away. They? So you mean the, the guy? The guy. The one Some, guy. Like a thousand-year-old man smoking a pipe in a workshop full of pumps. He a was Classic. Ador- he was adorable. I, lo- I told him I love the smell of the pipe. And he was like, really? Because my grandpa smoked a pipe forever and it's just reminding oh, me of that oh you said grandpa smell. i thought like grandpa no, and your dad no, i was like what? not my dad yeah i was my, gonna say I was confused. not your grandpa my grandpa <laughs> um so that was cool and then we ended up doing a went out for a nice brunch together and then a little bit of a mini figure hunt right that mm-hmm. uh not mini figure hunt but a small figure hunt like no we weren't hunting mini the figures. hunt was small no hunting mini figures <laughs> the no figures were full size that would be like if i was looking for the marvel cms but no so there wasn't really much in the way of wrestling figures. There was um, I, it was kind of nice the first one where we had um, I found that unmatched Darby Allen in the wild, right. which uh, was pretty nice because the only the, the only way I was able to obtain that was when we went to uh, Bounty Hunter Toys, which was really cool. Right. Um, because I got that in the Adam Cole, but I was I'm happy that at least that it does exist within stores because right. to this until today i had no faith that that had even hit stores because i had never seen that figure in my entire life and the only other things you and then saw there's you... more kenny omegas and miro you didn't have but miro was all right there's the that chris jericho that's all right right um, unrivaled six um they had those ex- the accessory packs which are pretty cool um they actually have both versions which i'd like i probably wouldn't buy those again but like i'd i'd gladly receive those again like just for more stuff you know what i mean and then you ended up with a marvel figure which was not the marvel plan figure, which that's not the plan, but no, they had some, there's like this uh, retro Spider-Man series, so it's like an old card, which I think it's from like the 90s show, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, So in the series, there's a, I don't know if they're all from the show, I assume they are, but there's a Ben Riley Spider-Man, which is like, I guess, a variant Spider-Man with like a, like a giant black Spider-Man. It's not like the normal Spider-Man, but because obviously it's not Peter Parker, I guess. I'm not too familiar with that. Then there's Shocker, Hobgoblin, Hammerhead, and Spider-Arm Mark 1. I'm familiar with very few of those and then the one i got was the one i am familiar with and that i it's cool. very much enjoy is symbiote spider-man which is essentially spider-man suit uh venomized one um it's the comic version it's also like i have that skin on fortnite um so yeah that's cool i it's the only one in the series that i'm like super interested at, in at the moment um and it's the only one i haven't seen thus far right so that was pretty cool yeah i got that 
And then it went from a nice day to pouring rain as we came out of the last Briefly, Walmart. Briefly, too. Like, not, it didn't last that long. And we passed some grumpy-looking guy on the highway on his motorbike as oh, the rain that was, was sad. pouring on him. Poor guy. Yeah, that was funny. And a couple and... other people putting their, their hoods up or the tops up on their convertibles. There was I... the one guy in, like, the small car with his hood. I remember as we were coming in Keswick, yes. and I was like, you fool. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've had a pretty productive morning already. Did you mention the breakfast place? The breakfast place I did, but I, did. I don't remember what it was called. But stacked. Stacked, that's right. It was pretty good. You got Almost a nice, went to Peta Land. We did. You got a nice <laughs> sandwich. I got some eggs, Benny, which is like my yeah. favorite thing. The home fries are good, actually. We still have some of those. Yeah, it wasn't the best eggs, Benny, in the world, but it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty it was good. loud. There was It was really packed. It was very busy in yeah. that place, yes, for sure. But yeah, it was cool. And you discovered there is one in Newmarket, there too. There is, is one close to where we live. Closer to us. So that is Coolio. Yeah, and that's indeed. A, I don't know. Anything else exciting? That's some good banter. Some great banter we had on our um, road, mini road trip this not morning. Really anything other than like, uh, I guess there was uh, two shows this Wednesday. There was Kenobi episode four, which was pretty good. People are saying it was like, wasn't good, but like, I liked it. Me I too. thought it was pretty good. And I, liked I it. saw one guy point out that um was a good point. So for anyone who doesn't know, like people are saying, oh, it's filler. Like it's supposed to be filler, this show, because it's, it's, it's bridging the gap it's between Obi-Wan, gap, yes. prequels, and original trilogy. So I think it's for that, it it's doing a great job. I like it a lot. Um, And I guess we didn't talk about it last week much. So spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen like episode three before that. So that was last week. That was really good with yep. uh, Vader coming in. And I thought I thought he was it was perfect, like absolute menace. Yeah. Um, so that's been really good. And then also on Wednesday, there was Miss Marvel, which is the latest Marvel show. It's got like a PG rating or whatever. So that's a good sign. It looks not good, um, which is evident <laughs> because it's been, what, three days and I have not watched it. Usually I'd watch wow. it on the first day. It's not even like, it's like, I remember when Hawkeye came in. I hate Hawkeye. I think he's stupid because it's, he's a superhero and all he does is shoot bow and arrows. Like I think some of the trick arrows are cool, but like for yeah. a superhero, like that's your only thing. Maybe like, a hero, but not got, so super. You got to have something else with that. You know what I'm saying? But yep. anyways, like I wasn't interested in that show when it came out, but I still watched it. So like it was more just disinterest this time. It's more like I don't want to watch it and I'll probably watch it eventually. Yep. I guess. I guess. You're just not. That, yeah, that's weird for you to lag behind watching stuff yep. like that. But And, and then, actually really happy news was I discovered, I think it was yesterday, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to come back to theaters on September 2nd. Um an extended cut which they call the more fun stuff version are you so you'll be going to that obviously. i will be it'll be like take two of opening night which is a very exciting prospect it's essentially the same movie with a little extra on top but deleted scenes and whatnot i think right still an enticing prospect and um it's basically a second go about of opening night which is pretty cool because that was great nice and then tonight we're maybe going out to garage band where some friends of ours down the street are putting a band literally a band in their garage and playing some music and we'll see if that the weather holds we'll up we'll see how it pans out maybe like go to another house so. we'll probably end up at someone else's house <laughs> on the street as well yep, yep it's usually we'll what happens on goes. the weekend but anyways i guess we should probably get into talking about some wrestling on this episode Always 99 day when we get a chonky banter oh yeah and oh I yeah want... do you want to um talk about our possible plans for next or, week's episode or do episode? we want to keep it a surprise um do you what do you want to do? We're going to review something retro, as one of our listeners okay, yes. recommended. We but it's not going to be a retro wrestling pay-per-view or anything. Okay, do you, think, you think you have like a good hint for it? Uh, uh, no. If you had to, like, not it's... off the top of my head, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's your um, gimmick. It's, okay, it's very infamous it in is the wrestling infamous. world. Um, and it does feature a wrestler 100 percent. it is wrestling related absolutely wrestling related yes um but it's technically not a wrestling match and it's 
very infamous. If you know, you know. And From my childhood, to give you a hint. It Not, is, yes. So we're going to check that out. We're going to we'll... try that next week. And it could branch off into something new, I'm hoping, because that will we'll see how it goes, be very yeah. interesting. Yeah, so something special next week. So I think stay we'll tuned put, for episode 100. Maybe put it in any other wrestling business would make yeah. sense. And yeah, make... Could, it is any is other wrestling-related business. And is. if anyone, I don't know if you want to comment something else for us to do, as long as it's not too major, we could try to, if anyone squeeze wants something, something else, else we can try to squeeze something else yeah, and That I was, would be more than welcome. I was telling you, episode 98 did really well for us. Yeah. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Or if you just started listening last week, welcome back. We really appreciate as an avid podcast podcast listener, I know the options you have, like infinite options to listen to anything you want. So the fact that whatever number of people are You've choosing to listen to us is pretty cool. Because yeah. I, I don't know, we're just kind of still down here having fun doing this as our hobby. And the more people that listen, that's super cool. So thanks. If you can, like, share, comment, favorite. I don't know. What are the things you do on social do media? All the, all the things. All of the things that are done on the social medias that I don't have. Do those. <laughs> do those for us. Do those things. You know the lingo better than he does. That's right. Definitely. But uh, I say we get into talking about some wrestling about now, yeah? Yep. All right. So the first thing we always do is take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So taking a look at the ratings first, as usual, we've got Tuesday's episode of NXT 2.0 drew 675,000 viewers. A pretty good number for them. That's up 23% from the previous week and earned a 0.14 in the beloved key demographic, which is up 21%. So this is the highest viewership the program has seen since May 3rd. So I mean, over a month at least, right? So basically what it looks like is I stop watching and a bunch of other people start. So go ahead. You can, you can have it, is what I say. Because <laughs> I now am two weeks removed from watching NXT 2.0, and I can't say that I miss it. So I know I held on longer than you, but... It's, much longer it's really really not a good program so i don't miss it i've replaced it with a couple other things we'll talk about in any other wrestling business later in this episode that i quite enjoyed and you know i wasn't angry it was a lot faster to watch them so i will not be going back to 2.0 unless i hear some amazing things about it and then we've Slim got what chances i think so too Wednesday's episode of aew dynamite drew 939,000 viewers which is down three percent earned a 0.34 in the key demographic, which is down 14%. So down slightly in both those areas, but considering that they were up against an NBA Finals game this time, which, so I, I got the ratings for that because it's kind of interesting. So Dynamite draws under a million, right? Uh, NXT draws like 500 to 700,000 usually. How many viewers would you guess an NBA Finals game gets? Uh... Let's say Dynamite gets around a million. What do you think NBA Finals game gets? Like 3 million or something? 11.5 million. All right. So is... 11 times more viewers. And their key demographic is, to me, was amazing. Because for, let's say, Dynamite's usually like 0.3 something to 0.4 something. What would you think the NBA Finals game would get? Uh, I, have n I don't know. 3.65. So those are obviously humongous numbers, right? Um, so I, considering that, that there's that big of a draw on up against them, I don't think their, their numbers were bad this week. Uh, what do you have for news? Um, so Adam Cole reportedly has been wrestling hurt. It's been banged up for a I while. I saw that, yes. Um, I'm hoping it's not another Kenny Omega situation. I hope not, too. Or Cody Rhodes situation. We'll get <laughs> to that. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It just Hopefully, it's just like nagging stuff that he needs, you know, like a couple weeks rest or something, and then he's fine. Um, but I haven't heard anything more than that either. Uh, to, for me, here's a rare me talking about main roster WWE stuff a little bit, because I happen to... 
be flipping channels and watch this segment happen, right? And I remember you came downstairs and I told you that Edge was, I don't even think you believed me at first because I was like, uh, they turned on Edge and Balor is now the head of Judgment Day. And you're like, what? <laughs> right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. It seemed like, not that we're watching the product, but it did seem kind of out of the blue. So yes, Edge is Especially because like Judgment Day as a faction has lasted two months. Balor was one of their chief rivals. And right. like... Uh, and it's, it's sort of, uh, it's reported that Edge is undergoing... It's like a half-baked House of Black, honestly. An abrupt character change. So we were speculating that maybe now that Cody Rhodes is out for nine months, it turns out with that pec tear that maybe they're looking for a top-tier baby face they need really quickly. So maybe they're making that move. But he has been officially moved to the baby face side on the sort of internal Raw roster. Um, that's according to PW Insider. Um, so yeah, maybe they just need a top notch babyface to take over for Cody. So that seems like what they're doing. But it was a pretty jarring for me as somebody who's not really watching the product to just see like, because I'm like, in my mind, this faction has not been and together no, very long. If you want to like go where Ripley joined in, what it's been like a month since she joined in. Right. She joined at what Backlash, right? And it and then Priest joined at Mania, which is and it like, didn't really make ago. sense because it was just uh, Priest going like, we're going to remove the last limitation to our success or something. And that is you. Like, I don't think, I don't, again, I don't watch, but I listen to and that's read so, a bunch of stuff. That's such like scripted. Like, and like, I don't think there's been a lot of teasing of it, right? Like no. it's just kind of like out of left field, but I could be wrong again. I guess you edge kind of wasted a haircut for nothing. Like <laughs> now, now he looks like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? I've got uh, more main more. roster news. Yes. Um, Yay. Which my, the rest of mine is main roster news pretty much. Great. Um, Walter beats Ricochet on SmackDown and now he's Intercontinental Champion. Yep. I will not call him his other name. Reports are that they're high on Walter. So as, for him. as they should be, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he got in shape, which oh, I'm I mean, sure... Oh, I mean, I'd say Gunther's good. Walter was fantastic. I'm sure original body shape Walter, even though we preferred it, um, was a barrier to the people that count in Unfortunately, WWE. I do definitely prefer big, burly Chunky Walter. Chunky Walter was just so different. A menace. And so awesome. Like, just like a big, chubby, strong man that's not worried about like looking... Like Samoa Joe. He's not look, looking to look like a bodybuilder. He's just functionally super strong. And mm-hmm. I, I miss that. I mean... I... It might I've be... heard them saying Ricochet made him look pretty good, which I don't. I don't. I'm sure. I don't have a hard time believing no, that Ricochet's not at all. A pretty good when it comes to selling. And I get that him being thinner and fitter is better for his own personal health. But sel- selfishly, I like Big 98 Walter. days for Ricochet as champion. <laughs> nice. So, Amazing. And um, he defended against the likes of Jinder Mahal, Los Lotharios, which that's not bad, but they're pretty low what card. A they're pretty low cap. card. Yes. Um, but they're good. And uh, also, well, okay, so you may think they're pretty low card, but what about. Shanky. Oh, Shanky is amazing. Well, I've, I don't Who's think I've seen Shanky now dancing with wrestle. his girlfriend. I don't think I've seen Shanky wrestle dancing ever. with them. I saw the one thing I've seen is him. He like bobs Garza on the head and then super kicks him. Which I assume I'm not missing much. I doubt it. He's <laughs> he's a giant Punjabi guy. That's worked out well in the past, right? Yeah, absolutely. And on AEW, which was Adam Singh. Right. Um, somebody we were, I think, wondering where he went a little while ago, and that's former NXT superstar Timothy Thatcher, who you and I seem to like more than a lot of people did. He's I thought good. He was I cool. liked him and Champa together, actually. Me I thought too. that was really good. So he debuted... They would not survive in 2.0, though. Like, if no. you really think... No, like, they of course would, not. They would... They would just be losing. They, yeah, exactly. They, they would put over everyone, because they're, like, they're the epitome of a veteran. And could make team. other people look good, as good as exactly, they could, right? Exactly, right. There's also that. So, uh, Thatcher debuted in Pro Wrestling Noah last week and he was teaming up with segura renee dupree that's a name from the past 
and El Hijo uh, del Dr. Wagner Jr., uh, along with former NXT wrestler slash trainer. Hideki Suzuki. Correct. Yep, Very good. It. Yeah, so good. Achiman. I'm, I'm glad Thatcher's gainfully employed. I liked him, and I was hoping he would I think show that's up. a good fit for him, too. I, thought, I think I saw him saying that he thinks it's a good fit, too, and I think that... It definitely sounds like a fit for him. Selfishly, I wish paper. he wish I wish he were somewhere that we would see him. But good for him that he yep. landed somewhere. Somewhere good because I guess they're pretty prominent. Like I think so. Yeah, they're the next big one. I think New Japan's probably the biggest, more prominent. Yeah, for sure. What else you got? I got um, three more. Roman Reigns is to to defend the undisputed universal title for the first time against Riddle next week on SmackDown on TV. Yep, because uh, Riddle beat Sami Zayn to get the shot last night on SmackDown, which I heard was good, so maybe worth checking out. Um, with reports also saying Reigns is due to miss Money in the Bank like he did for Hell in a Cell, due to wrestle next on SummerSlam, so I guess this will be a, a replacement defense. So new, which I think new is champion odd. Riddle, obviously, then, right? Of course. Nope. There's a no chance, chance, but like... I don't know. Is there? I don't I guess. Because, I, I don't know, he seems to be getting a bit of a push lately, and Orton's out. Although, I've heard Orton Reigns at SummerSlam, which that just sounds unappealing. And the only thing I can think of is that they feuded when uh, it was Shield Evolution. I remember Reigns and Orton faced off at SummerSlam in 2014. Right. I don't know why I remember that. Because you remember everything. Yeah. But I also think the way, like, Hell in a Cell, which we'll talk about in any other wrestling business really quickly, too, um, it was really well-received, right? So I think that's giving WWE this idea that they don't have to have Reigns defending on every pay-per-view for it to be successful. Yeah, it, by all accounts, it was like a but, really good show. So it, yeah, I think he should though, or at least like sometimes. I don't know. I don't think he should be missing two in a row because like it doesn't bother me. It almost makes the belt a little more prestigious, right? Because you don't see it very often. I don't know. I'm torn on I how do, I feel about it. I do get that, but also it's gonna start to seep back into Brock Lesnar syndrome for me, and it I will. can't. That doesn't, I can't have that. I don't that infuriates. I don't. Me. I don't like that because like I don't know. Like yes, it. It's prestige, but it also just feels like you're holding the title hostage from, like, I understand, like, not always defending it, but I also think, like, I don't know, he should be there regularly enough. And that's good. Yeah. And part of that is you're used to the modern era where that's the thing, whereas I'm the old guy who's used to. To be fair, he has been busting ass since 2020, oh, right? For, sure. for almost two years. Yep. So I'm, I'm okay with it for now, but, like, it is going to start to seep into the Brock Lesnar thing for me, and I don't think they should be doing that again. Like, Roman Reigns is the guy who is dominant like Lesnar, but not like Lesnar. Yes. So we'll see if they go, they keep it that way, or they put it on somebody who's going to yeah, be around That should be lot. interesting. I might even check that out. Because for me, it was, it was for sure it was going to go to Cody Rhodes, like, 100%, but now, not nine months out. Now, if you were going to do that, Reigns would have to hold it until WrestleMania right. next next so year you, if you could i because I, I think Rhodes would probably win the rumble right if so. the math works yes that yes. would be the i think the plan he re-debuts for rumble wins i think wins that works out perfectly but then yep. then reigns has to hold it for like another and we know you're in a holding pattern year right so right. like i i really don't know if that works out and i think i want it to be him but like or i don't know if, if they can find a way to fast track a rollins program for SummerSlam again i will go to bat for Reigns Rollins and then like you turn Rollins face you for could. like wait <clears throat> the okay, crowd is, what you do is, enjoying is like him. you turn Rollins face um to build up to SummerSlam you have Reigns versus Rollins SummerSlam event I think that'd be great I because I, I love the Rumble match they almost had it there <laughs> right they almost had it um and then you have him run face for a few months right and then like maybe close to Rumble or maybe even after Rumble he's he can turn heel in the build up to road on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. And then 
drops it to Rhodes is like that's a payoff to their feud despite him having already lost three times three times still then Rhodes would still get a good title payoff and we'd get a kind of logical end to Reigns' reign because I think they already did a respect deal between Cody and Rollins on Raw I think no it was was. a false thing and then he attacked Rhodes oh it was yeah oh never mind then um so I think like Rollins is their answer here but they're not gonna see it because they're idiots and I'm I'm giving it to him right here. You are. And they're listening. <laughs> they're the so. new listeners we picked up. I hope so. WWE executive, easily, for sure. Um, I was hoping to surprise you with this one, but I know that you know now. So I think I only saw one or two vignettes for this coming soon star, and it's Giovanni Vinci. Um, and it turns out that it is going to be a guy I really like, and that's Fabian Eichner um, debuting some new persona being repackaged. It seems like it's going to be like, rich into all the fancy brands that kind of thing it seems like what it is but i'm happy he's coming back because i think that guy is awesome he may not be exactly like a big ball of charisma but in ring man he can do everything, everything. yeah which is why I'm, i don't i don't know why they always have to to repackage him i'm gonna see what his real name is actually so. i'm sure it was something along those lines but anyways um oh he's um Eichner. and now his yeah. wikipedia thing is already fabian eichner is an italian professional wrestler ta- signed to wwe where he performs on nxt brand under the ring name giovanni vinci so it's already right like set to his it's already name. canon so i believe his name is fabian eichner that is why it's so not anymore it's a miracle he's kept it for this long too yep what else you got i got two more um i have the last one is Actually, no, I have two more. Sorry. Nice. Uh, Dave Meltzer gave Rhodes versus Rollins three five stars to the match for Palmasel. And to put this in perspective, this is the first main roster match to get that treatment in 11 years since Cena Punk uh, from Money in the Bank. Yeah. So that is pretty crazy. The only other ones I think from WWE have been like some a few select NXT ones. Even then, that's slim pickings. And I think that was at a time when NXT was clearly different, right? So yes. this has oh, yes. been a while since he's done that. So that speaks volumes. And to I it. thought it was an excellent match. I I wouldn't go five stars. With I didn't it myself. I didn't catch all of it. I and, did think it but was. But I thought it, I thought it was good from what I saw. Oh, hundred percent. And and we'll talk about it later, but just the drama of the injury and all of that storyline being there was fantastic. I'm not sure it was five stars, but it was absolutely over four stars, somewhere between four and five for me, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else do I have? New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that they will crown New Japan um, strong openweight tag team champions on July 24th. So they're going to hold an eight-team single el- elimination tournament that's going to start on June 19th at, I think it's N- uh, New Japan Strong Ignition and then conclude on the 24th at high alert. So the first round and the semifinals will take place on the same night, and so far no teams are announced. But I'm sort of, I watched Strong this week. I'll probably keep watching it or at least just check in on it. So I'm interested to see. I'm a sucker for a tournament, right? Taylor Rust and insert name here. So I don't know what tag teams they have. I haven't been watching regularly, but uh, there's going to be eight teams in it, so I'm interested, and we'll see where that goes. Put Taylor Rust with someone called Rusted, insert other word here. Could be. You never know. Um, actually, I should have put some news, but I forgot until now. So this is off the top of my head. Um, AEW has a new championship, right? We forgot to talk about it. Oh actually. yeah, they do. The All Atlantic Championship. So lame. That's cool. I'm okay with Not that. Cool. I don't. I don't love the name. I would have. It's one of the very few things we disagree on. Rather on this show. a better chosen one. You're just I'm, get more belts. Give everybody okay. a belt. I think this is the only you one. Sign we a need. contract. I, you get a belt. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. That's your dream. Participation <laughs> awards. <laughs> Right. No, I just need the one more. I think because they're the roster is so big. Like I'm not saying I don't want a, an overflow belt. I think this is like yeah a solid stopping point. Other than trio styles, I think that's 
a necessary component. That one I, I think want. This is all right. Um, looks a little too close to the women's title, but we'll we'll allow it. Yeah. I saw someone say like Tony Khan loves the similar belts, like the TBS and TNT title, which I think that's supposed to look similar. He does love belts. And then the that's for sure. Yeah, but so this is all right. Um, there was already one qualifier. There it was, uh, Pack versus Buddy Murphy. I'm gonna call him that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, and then next week we have Ethan Page versus Miro, and then uh, we at some point we'll also have Penta versus Malachi Black, which yeah, is pretty the, cool. Yeah, the talent involved in the tournament is awesome. And that and so the winners go to a four way. You may notice I only mentioned three matches because there's a fourth match, from which will have representatives from. New, New Japan, Japan right? Because so, the the title match is at Forbidden Door. I forgot to mention. So yes, that'd be cool. Um, it's unknown who it'll be yet. I hope it's someone interesting. Me too. Um, I don't know who. Uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Huh? Could be. Jeff Cobb. Could be. Uh, Jay White. Could be. I'd rather Jay White. He seems a bit above that though, probably. Yeah, but he's Jay White. He is Jay White. That I can, I can get, confirm. <laughs> get Jay White and Adam Cole to tag against some peeps. Yep. I don't know. Uh, my last story, AEW is reportedly playing the long game with the ongoing MJF storyline. According to Dave Meltzer, they are going, they're willing to forego financial gains such as like having his merchandise pulled, right? Um, Which they and, did do. They did in order to have a long-term payoff to this storyline. They basically, he reports to want people to, to uh, think that he's gone, which would explain why commentators are not really mentioning him anymore on TV. Um, and AEW social media and YouTube channels have stopped posting MJF related content, which I think is cool too. I and love it. AEW also asked Warner Brothers Discovery uh, to pull MJF from promotional spots and commercials for AEW. Um, there and also um, Discovery unfollowed MJF on Twitter <laughs> and removed his profile page from their website. So I, for one, I love the lengths that they're willing to go to sort of blur these lines. I, I think it's fine. Even right? if like I'm still positive it's a work, of but I, I love that they're like at least committing to it. Like if you're gonna do a work shoot, like I like that they're committing to it because that's what Me you too. that's what you gotta do. Like if even if you know it's fake, make it look as the, the least fake it can be. You I know? just listened to a podcast and I don't know why I keep listening to them because they're so pretentious and they try so hard to be contrary to every. So, of course, they spent like 15 minutes talking about how, how this promo was bad and everything wrong with wrestling and how it buries Wardlow and blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, how does it bury what? Wardlow? These guys, the, the, gym, the fact that he's not selling anything after 10 power bombs three days before and being stretchered out on a neck brace. Did mention it. Um, I don't, and I don't the fact to. that Wardlow's moving on to fight security guards and not actual people. But we saw on Dynamite, right? He talks about what he's doing next. So, anyways, it's just these. These guys that will, the, the mental gymnastics they will go through to be the opposite opinion of consensus, right? If consensus is this was an amazing pro, uh, promo, guaranteed one or both of them are going to come on and he like, here's why it's awful for the business, right? right? And it's just that, I, I don't know, they're just kind of their um, opinions about wrestling are the very classic, like it should do this and it should do that and it shouldn't do this, right? right? So just kind of, right. um, I, I think it's fun. But anyways, mm -hmm. do you have anything else? Um, one more thing is, uh, Paige will be leaving WWE in July when her contract expires, and I'm thinking what you're probably thinking. She was still contracted. I had no idea. Right? Like I haven't seen her do anything. I had no idea she was even under contract. So cool. I knew they kept her for a while because remember they were doing that. Um, was Kabuki it a documentary Warriors. or movie uh -huh. or whatever it was? With fighting her? with my family. Right. So I know they kept her around because they were hoping that was going to be fighting for my family. Fighting something amazing. 
I don't know. It was something fighting family. Yeah, exactly. With, but yeah. But about Paige, yeah. I had no idea she was even still around. I kind of just forgot she existed. Yeah. Because she got injured. And she then did. Right before the first Women's Rumble, so that would have been like four years ago, at least. You'd, and we don't have to watch her sticking her tongue out a thousand times in every oh, match. Yeah, she and used to just, hate that. Oh my God, drives me crazy. Liv Morgan does it a little bit. There's a few of them that do it. Bugs me. I don't know why. You'd, Bugs I, me. You didn't love him. I remember, I remember like... It was funny because Demon Balor does does sometimes. Yep, don't like and it. And I think it's funny because I uh, the Demon Balor figure I have the one head is that expression. So I'm melting it, pretty taking funny. it and melting ah. it. Um, I think that's it, right? I think it is. All right, so let's move into our first in depth review of a weekly show, and that is taking a look at this week's AEW Dynamite. And so we opened the show with uh, our Casino Battle Royale, which I thought it'd be a normal one, but nope, it's a Casino Battle Royale, so that... <laughs> and remember how I completely gapped on how these Battle Royals worked? I'm like, what's going on? It's only like six people, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, there's like five people starting, you're like, there's only five people, and I was like, it's a Casino Battle Royale, and you're like... Huh? And then I had to, I had to be like, where the groups come in? You you're were like, like, when the suits come in? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be the the winner of this faces John Moxley and Tiny event, and the winner of that match will face New Japan's representative, either Hiroshi Tanahashi or Hiroki Goto. Definitely Hiroki Goto. Um, I and don't, I'm not really interested in either of them at this point, but that's okay. No, and that's I don't me. understand why you'd think to put a New Japan guy in a It seems match. a little forced. It seems like this is one of those matches where you don't need to have it be interpromotional because, like, as if Hiroshi Tanahashi or Hiroki Goto is going to be intermediate champion. Like, that's what I mean. I just don't feel like any company should be in a hurry to give people from another company shots at their titles. You know what I mean? Just doesn't right. make sense. Especially when there's not a champion yet. Like, sure, have them come in after, like, Mox or someone else would win the title. But, yeah. like, I don't really, I don't, I don't understand. Like, or, like, at least, like, make it a three-way at least so then like it because then i feel like this is like so straightforward it's like mox clearly wins that you know what i mean like feels like it to me it it just seems like a whole vehicle to give it to mox that is in my notes somewhere later yes yeah um so our starting five is tony niece lance archer darby allen daniel garcia and eduardo kingston uh kingston goes right after garcia as the other three observe um I'm just kind of skimming through the uh, notables. Actually, there is like quite a bit, though. I th- yeah, it was there was more notables than a lot of battle royals. Next sure. group was more interesting. Um, Jake Hager. Nope. Other than him. <laughs> Sorry, you said interesting. interesting? Sorry. And then you Sorry. went with Hager first. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> more interesting aside Dare from you. Jake Hager, uh, Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Phoenix, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. So Swerve and our glory both entered. Ew. Of course, they said that. Yep, they did. Um, Swerve and Lee hit a load of tag offense to Tony Nese, which was pretty cool. Yep, I thought they looked good. Um, Lee and Archer square off, to, square off after Lee eliminates Nice. Archer also gets eliminated by Keith Lee. Next group is, contains John Silver, um, insert first name, Takeshita. So, yeah, Takeshita. Yeah, he was back. I cannot say his first name because I don't remember. We were very um, happy to see him. Yes, I, I actually got a... There was a decent pop for me for Takeshita, which there was. that speaks to how they did with him in that match because i was very happy to see him even though he didn't is it do kono- a whole lot here kanosuke kanosuke takashi i i have 
I have no idea because I thought it I was think so. something like Onsuke that. Takashita, but now it's Takeshita, so I don't even know. Oh right, Takeshita. I gotta remember so I that too. I, I Sorry, know. carry on. I just call him Takeshita because I I just that's all I know. It's fun to say. And then also it is. Uh, and then there's also Max Cast and the Ass Boys. Cause of course we got like a little rap thing. We did get a rap thing. Typically do. Yep. Um. Then after the commercial break, the next group came in, which was Powerhouse Hobbs, both members of Redragon. Dante Martin and uh, Wheeler Yuta returns after his excursion to New Japan in the Super Junior Tournament. Um, and you're all right. You're talking about a uh, G1 and some. Hopefully, some AEW guys go over. Cause, and, I'm uh, hoping. Yeah, like um, because Yuta went to I think the we Super might Junior. So thinking about cherry picking some of the matches we'll from G1 this year, or just exhaust ourselves and watching the whole thing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a big commitment. It's a lot. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. It's usually pretty awesome, but it's a yeah. lot. Um. So then Lee eliminates Gun Club and Swerve actually comes in from behind to eliminate Lee. And they share sort of a look there. Like, I can't tell if that's going anywhere. or if I it'll... can't tell either because Lee looked kind of angry and Swerve was of just kind of like, she swerve a swerve. And Swerve's going like, what'd you think I was going to do kind of thing, right? Right. I am I think it'd be really stupid if it is anything because I, I agree. think it shouldn't be as this I has agree. happened many times And before. I'm just starting to like them as a tag team and they haven't been together very long. So yes, I don't and think I it's like time. It. It's like, it's, I think it's okay if it's like, it's, Me too. it's a battle royal thing. And Keith um, Lee could just be like, I would have done the same thing if I had the chance and then right. that's our way around any sort of tension, right? Or like, maybe you could be like a little miffed because like, yeah. But like, I don't think it should be anything. Like, right. it shouldn't be a whole I deal. I agree. On the final entry, I guess you could call it Joker. I kind of forgot that there was a Joker because they didn't make a deal out of it is Andre El Idolo, which is, actually kind of a return which i just didn't think of anything of it yeah he looked good man it's nice he hasn't wrestled they haven't they mentioned he hasn't wrestled in a while and i totally forgot about that but like we just saw him in the package with roosh double or nothing so i kind of just didn't think anything of it that he um he hasn't been on in a while yeah there was actually a pretty solid exchange between Hobbs and Takeshita. Loved it. I made a note of that too and when Takeshita sent onto the apron he gets taken out his team has a bunch of dum-dums um, Swerve actually took out Darby as he was running to the corner, so that was pretty cool. And Andre boots Swerve out after because Andre is a little poo. Um, there's a final four, uh, which was Phoenix, Andre, Yuta, and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, there was the one thing where Phoenix went for the rolling cutter. There's that interesting low blow from Andrade. That was oh, kind of right. cool. Yep. Um, this is where it picked up for sure. Kyle O'Reilly was holding Yuta for a shot. Andrade ends up inadvertently getting tossed out as there's kind of an Andrade Kyle O'Reilly alliance there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle O'Reilly hits a boot to knock you off the apron. So Kyle O'Reilly actually picked up the win. So he'll be facing Mox later on the show. Yeah, I, I'm on record as not being a huge Battle Royal fan, but I thought this one was pretty well done and it served as a fun opener for this show. I liked it. Um, there was some pretty standard Battle Royal stuff early on, but then they also used some of that time early to further and maybe introduce storylines, right? So we got like Darby Allen and O'Reilly went after each other right away because they have history, right? You have Swerve eliminating Keith Lee, whether it becomes something or not. It was interesting. Um, and you also have Kingston and Garcia pairing off, right, as sort of part of that feud that's going on, along with any other J- uh, Jazz and uh, Blackpool Combat Club stuff going on. And like you said, there was an awesome sequence between Takeshita and Hobbs. Um, things got really fun when it got down to like about six people, I think, as that tends to happen. They actually get a bit of room and they let the guys do stuff. I thought from that point on, it was pretty great. I'm really happy to see O'Reilly get some love outside of being in a tag team, right? Because he, a little bit surprising to me, got the win over Darby Allen at uh, Double or Nothing, right? And then yeah, winning this. Yeah, all right. That's right. So he's like getting a little bit of a push, which I love um, as a singles guy because he's awesome. I thought Hobbs and Swerve came across really good in this. Uh, Takeshita obviously got a moment to shine. And I thought like the length of this, I think it was like 24 minutes or something, felt about perfect. It didn't drag for me. 
Um, I thought it was a really strong start to the show. And again, I'm not a Battle Royal guy, but I enjoyed this one. You? Yeah, I like this because, and I think it's evident from the notes that there was actually like a lot to note. Because usually I try to just skim it. It's in, like so and so uh, eliminated so and so. Yeah, I try. I try to usually keep it down to that, but I think this one there was actually like a decent amount, like where it's not that, and right. only some eliminations. Like there's a lot of eliminations I didn't cover. Um, for a battle royal kind of match, I thought it was a pretty good one. It only got crowded sometimes, like with brawling when there's a lot. I think I think generally they left time and room for spotlight Me too. for some exchanges between some guys. Um, some of them were quite good. I note and I noted it as always when it boiled down to the final few, the action picked up. I think that was great as well. It's the natural pace of things. Um, I think Andrade would have worked better to win because as much as I love Kyler Riley, I don't think he has a hope of beating Mox tonight. Whereas Andrade is at least a little more believable, even though I bet Mox wins either way. Yes. Um, but I still think Kyler Riley good for him. Um, we get a quick promo from Mox after where he says. For three years, he has been blazing a trail in AEW, something in Japan, too. And it's funny how things work out. He hasn't been, it hasn't been easy. He told us in January he would grab pro wrestling by the balls. And with all due respect to Kyle O'Reilly, he is in there with the wrong guy in the wrong place in the wrong time. Because this opportunity in Forbindor belonging to him is three years in the making. It will all belong to him. Um, I thought it was a solid promo from Ox. Audio felt kind of off, but I'm going to ignore that because I thought it was a great little promo here. Um, yeah, I, and I thought, like he said, like hi to his mom at the end. That that was pretty funny. Yes. Um, so I I, I really like this as a little bit. Um, I thought I thought it was great. Uh, classic Mox promo. I think he's for sure gonna win. Unfortunately for Kyle Riley, but I do like them both at least. Yeah. How nice is it to have a guy? And I think AEW has multiple of these guys who can build interest in a match that was like just revealed now and will happen the same night, right? Yeah. So I thought he sounded really motivated here, and I liked the Mox like. Mox is really just like an all-around talent. And I liked the whole like you got the wrong guy on the wrong night stuff, just to sort of be like nothing personal, Kyle O'Reilly, but you're not winning because you're just kind of going up against Moxley sort of thing. So I thought that was good too. Yeah, I, I really like this as a little bit, and like you said, yes, uh, building some interest in the match like, right away. I mean, I think on paper it's an interesting match, but I think Mox having a promo here makes sense because like. It's not like I remember when uh, Dante Martin and Matt Sydal were watching the Blackpool Combat Club, mm-hmm. and that was just weird. Yes. But this makes sense because he has, he should be watching this, he right? Be. So I, I like that. Um, there's a quick video package to reveal that what we talked about earlier, the EW All Atlantic Championship. So that's cool. Not the best how they designed, but I don't think it's bad. It's yeah, it's okay. I think, I think it's good. Um, and our first qualifier is Buddy Matthews versus Pack, which I for me that's pass- close to a dream match. I'm not I, gonna lie. I, I would have to agree. I thought, like, before the show, they announced it, like, a little while. I had sent it to you. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Buddy Masters pack. And then, like, just on this show, they um announced, like, this is a qualifier for that. I was like, sure, added stakes to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, A few notables from the match. Uh, there's a fast back and forth early on. There's a nice draping TET by Pack. A uh, stiff back and forth strike exchange. One by Pack with a snap German suplex and a lariat, which he excels at the German suplex. I still remember Fastlane 2017. He absolutely dropped Jack Gallagher on his head. It was right. epic. Oh my God, Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Forgot about him. Isn't he disgraced, I think? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so he too. got speaked out. Speak, spoke out. Spoken spoke outed. Out. He got outed. Yep. I think so too. Um, there was a nice poison round by Pack followed by a corner pump kick. And he eventually wins with the classic black arrow. Yeah, we got um, to see the Black Arrow. Love that. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, excellent match. Like, pretty much what I expected, right? I didn't uh, want this match to end. I wish they could have got a few more minutes even, or if they want to circle back around to this at some point, I'm totally fine with it. They're both just so quick, so crisp, evenly matched, and kind of similar styles, right? It's just like Buddy Murphy is, or Matthew, sorry, is like a slightly larger version of Pac almost. Really a treat for me to watch this. I love both of these guys. Pac's one of my favorites in the world. I don't, as we've 
I'm on the record. I don't really want another belt in AEW, but I am a sucker for a tournament. And like you ran down, the talent involved in this tournament is awesome, right? So, yeah, it's it's really nice. I think the only match that's not super interesting is Paige Miro because I don't see Ethan Page winning, unfortunately. Although right. I, even though I like him too. Yeah, me too. So I thought this was a great match in the middle of like the first hour of a weekly wrestling show. Uh, very impressed. Uh, pretty much exactly what I would expect from these guys here. So I uh, really liked it. You? Um, yeah, I thought it was great. It was exactly what you'd expect or want uh, from these two. Um, I wish we got more of it. I'm not saying like that they didn't get enough time. Um, I just would have liked a, more exactly. of it. Exactly. If I'm being I, honest, um, they mentioned Pac's Iron Man match. Like if they did, um, an Iron Man match like Pac did with Omega, I wouldn't complain. Like I would like these guys to go longer. I think it would be epic. I'd like, I'd like Murphy and Black versus Phoenix and Pac. No discredit to King and Penta, but I think because like that would just be like insane flippy crap all over the place it would it would it would be very interesting um this is great it was even made better by the sudden stakes involving the new title like i this came a complete left field for me like i did want another title but like i didn't think it would be anytime soon if that makes sense like i thought they would kind of wait for it yeah i thought that i thought the next thing we'd get would be the trio so i didn't expect a singles title at all yeah and i thought like they would if they were going to do a singles title, they would get the trios titles out first. Cause I think that is definitely the more pressing championship. Like as much as I want another singles title, I think it helps out the rosters because there is so much. Right. But I do think trios titles make more sense to have first. I agree. Um. So Pac could win the title too. I think. I think he's a solid contender. Or um, if I assume Malachi Black gets in there, he would be yep. another one. I don't think it's the new Japan guy, and I don't think it's Ethan Page or Miro. No, me either. So I think it's one of them, or even maybe Penta gets in could be um and speaking of penta the mask he was wearing was insane like yeah it you was were very much so cool it was like this <laughs> half black it was half black and half white and it was like it was shaped differently too it like was. it didn't have the round extra top. stuff on the top yeah it was like pointier i guess like it, yeah. it looked so insane it almost didn't look like penta you were quite a fan it, of it was awesome like he needs to wear like at all half and half gear and that would just be the coolest thing <laughs> It it was so cool. Dreams. It was so awesome. And it and like when you posted and I saw comments, I was like, glad I'm not the only one who noticed that because I was it looks so cool. Yep. Um next we have a quick Eddie Kingston promo. He says Hager cost him his shot. He says he hates Garcia in two point He says he will still get Jericho. He says he wants Hager on Rampage, doesn't care if it's after the NBA or the NHL, he wants him on Rampage. Um, I actually like this a lot because uh, Kingston was just fired up, even acknowledging the TV time and stuff. Like he was like, he knows, he like he was acknowledging that he knows he's like on the clock or whatever. He was doing what MJF did. Yeah, last something week. like that. Yeah, I and know the it, C means thirty seconds right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was simple, but it was great. I don't care about the match, but I really liked the little promo. Same. It was, just, I, it was very Eddie Kingston. He's always great, and they use the battle royal to like further this feud, and that makes sense, right? And again, which like, is what you like to see in those kinds of things. I do, and right? like you're saying, this is yeah. Kingston Hager's not a match I want, but I imagine Eddie gets a win here at least because he needs wins, and Hager doesn't. When is the last opinion. time Hager did anything that wasn't a faction match? He shouldn't do anything, so it's they're using him perfectly. I would say <laughs> if you. If you have a contract for him, I would say this is how you use him sparingly. He's, he's AEW's answer to Doc Gallows. And it's unfortunate because he's huge and he has an amateur background. He's just anti-charisma in Send human him form. back to WWE because I don't care what happens there. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how he survived this long when Stu Grayson is gone. Right. Like, Stu Grayson, man. Yep. 
Uh, next, Trent Beretta speaks, which are three words you don't expect to hear together. No, not not in a like <laughs> lengthy promo on your own sort of idea, or at least that's what it looked like it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Beretta says he's bummed out because today is National Best Friends Day and his friends are not here. <laughs> he's also bothered because they, referring to Rapongi Vice, didn't win and the tag titles, the ROH tag titles, but they also didn't lose, so he wants FGR to make things right. They come out. Cash says Trent Beretta is right. It doesn't sit well with them either. They want to show they are the best on the planet. Dax says if it were up to them, they would do right here, but Romero is in Japan, and the problem should be with Will Ospreay's United Empire. Right on cue, their theme hits, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and out walks Will Ospreay himself, the flippy little dude. Yep. Um, and Aussie Open uh, attack from behind some other guy. Insert his name here. I don't remember. Um. Yeah. I forget too. <laughs> You're trying to remember. I thought I had it. Um, or, so, or rare on air. I don't know. <laughs> it's something like that. Um, so that Ozzy opened that guy, attacked Tremperetta and FTR. And Osprey joins in too. Ozzy open hit some cool tag move on Tremperetta I really liked. And Osprey falls with the hidden blade elbow, which he put an elbow pad on for. So that was cool. And for those who know, um, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of Ozzy open because um, we saw them. I think it was at the Progress versus Smash it was. show. So we saw them. I think I even met them like i remember talking we to them did. for a second we talked to them yep yeah um so we saw them like what 2019 would have been august 2019 we saw them live so yep i do like them i do know they're, they've been affiliated with osprey so i think it's cool that they came in aaron Henair, and uh, something like that that's I who that s- mystery dude is yeah i remember you telling me i have no idea who that is yeah i thought trent was pretty bland here and honestly didn't he to me he felt like a prop in the angle between what looks like ftr and the united empire right um yeah, I, I'm personally not a huge Osprey fan, but I, he is a huge name in the world of wrestling, so I get them including him. This whole like people invading from another company obviously isn't a fresh idea in the world of wrestling, but that's not to say that it can't work if it's done well. Could right? be done better two decades later. Now my note is, so maybe you can clarify, the Aussie opener finisher looked pretty cool, but in this moment I have no recollection of what it was. Oh. But it looked cool. Do you remember? I don't. <laughs> but we were like, oh, that's cool. Okay, wait, I think I could... Uh... Okay, let me see if I can find the clip on like Instagram or something. Cause and this, I do remember liking it. That is funny because I am in the exact same position. Now that you mentioned it, too, I didn't even that thought didn't even cross my mind. But oh so my this God. it was a relatively quick segment and introduced a new group without really having them have to speak, which I think is fine. So I'm fine with this, and it might work out again. Not a huge Osprey fan, but um, I get what they're doing here, and it could it could work really well depending on how they All follow right, through. Where with is it. it? I can find it. Okay, so. I'm going to watch and see if I can find them. You're going to look up their finisher? I can't remember what no, it was. No, I'm trying to find the clip from the... It involved both of them, but... Oh, wait, actually... Carry on. I'll, I'll try and find it while you're... Okay. Because you're, you're driving here, so go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought the promo from Trent Beretta was all right. Um, FTR were much better, though. Uh, I thought it was really cool when Osprey came out. Cool, because he's, he's a major name for New Japan, so it's good we're getting those kind of names in here now. Um, and Aussie Open attacked them. Um, I don't know who the fourth guy was enter his name again sure <laughs> Henair or whatever um but it was cool for a few reasons i think osprey because he's a big new japan guy so it's cool he's in i think he's solid and i remember ozzy open from that show we went to which i mentioned so i'm happy to see them here and more build for bindor which i like because i think we do need to start getting there um so it means uh trump right and ftr versus osprey and ozzy open i'm all for that which they did on last night on rampage so it's the ozzy arrow fidget spinner combo so hold on Okay. This is good. Sorry. This is good podcasting <laughs> as we watch right. a video highlight, right? That was okay. it. Okay. It was like a yes, that was it. It was like it's like a weird double 
spinny thing. <laughs> Good thing we're. Thank you, Excalibur. Where's Excalibur when we need him? Because he would nail. It's this. like they pick him up with like a double pump handle grip or yes. something, and like and then spin flip him, down. him and slam him. It looks cool. Flip him and slam him. There's it. Yeah. Um. I'm also suggesting like you because I know they're also in United Empire. You throw in so you go Osprey, Aussie Open, Cobb, Great O'Con versus Trent Broda, FTR pluck two other guys in there yeah you have to, you have a fun 10-man tag yep. there um because you did the trios one last night like a bunch of dopes um i don't know what but i feel like some multi-man tags bring i think this works out perfectly because i don't i doubt osprey's going in a single slot i, th- I would prefer that he goes in a he probably United should, Empire because but... i don't know because i feel like then there's other single spots for like other guys and i feel like this works as a multi-man tag i don't know we'll see and if you're not going to be there long term like they don't need to push you as a singles guy right if you're just yeah i saw like that was a complaint like osprey lost his debut right like oh well i'm 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 not thrilled i I'll probably prefer like i think tremperetta could take a pin but like i don't know it's not like osprey and ozzy open are sticking around long no i don't think so um, next, we get an Undisputed Era interview with uh, Regal's also there. Regal says he's taught Redragon many things and asks if Kyle Riley thinks he's really ready for Mox. It will hurt him to call the match where he gets his head cracked open. Um, Kyle Riley says he came to fight the best and fight for the title. Tonight, he'll do both. He has all the momentum. He oh, the ass. momentum. That's Ooh. the key. And Cool leaves to do commentary for the next match for some reason. Um, I like this. I thought Regal's... Uh, promo school. I think it makes sense that he has history with Red Dragon, but I'm glad that they mentioned that because I would that would not make sense. I did to me. like that they acknowledged that. Yeah, because I I would have had no clue. Um, I like Kyle Riley. I think he was pretty good for what he got. Like, I don't think he's the best promo, but I think they gave him a decent amount here. No, I thought Regal was great as he always is, and I also thought Kyle was fired up and sounded better than usual. And I was wondering. I think I mentioned it in the moment while we were watching it. Like, is Adam Cole abandoning him to go to commentary? Is that a bit of foreshadowing or like the classic breadcrumb? Right? Because it's like. They kind of need him, and he's just like, I'm busy. I got to go to commentary. Right. So I'm wondering um, if that's anything. I don't think it is. Because next we have Hangman Page versus David Finley. Why is he here? I still don't know. Um, yeah, he's and Adam um, Cole on commentary. Finley, I told you, like, I've seen a bunch of him. So he's deceptively very fast, but I don't. I like him in the ring. It's just everything else I don't find him super right. interesting. But, anyways. Um, Adam Cole's on commentary with his big belt. That's right. Big, square, chunky Pink boy. belt. Uh, hey, it's black with pink highlights, all right? Yeah, Baker's got the pink It's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, she's got pink with black highlights, so it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of technical work early on by Finley. There's a suicide dive by Hangman since Finley pretty hard into the barricade. I thought it was cool. Cause yeah. He collided pretty He good. did. He hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a springboard clothesline by Hangman uh, with Finley on the apron, followed by a slingshot punch to the outside. Mom said she's going to cut the grass. Nice. Um, Nagi backbreaker by Finley. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> uh, and uh, Buckshot Lariat by Hangman gets the win. Um, after he cuts a promo, uh, he says there's a lot he wants to say about the title, but tonight's not the night, and he wasn't in the Battle Royal. He won't be getting a title shot soon by the looks of it, since it's the case. There's just there isn't just one world title in pro wrestling. Uh, there isn't even just one world title in WWE, so true. <laughs> so at Forbidden Door, he wants the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and he wants Okada. Feeling those rumors we mentioned last week, mm-hmm. um, Cole cuts him off and says he has to be delusional. He says Jay White could win it, um, but uh, Hangman at Dominion, which I believe is tomorrow. Uh, oh, is it? 
I think so. Hmm. I know it's. I think yeah. I think so. Um, um, but he didn't think of it because Hangman doesn't think like a champion, and he isn't one. And while he lost the AEW title, Cole's on a roll, winning the the Owen Hart tournament, banged up, I guess. And he should get a shot at the IWGP title and says suggest Hangman stay out of his way. Um, what do you think? I thought the match was fast and physical. Um, it was a good way to introduce people to Finley. A nice way for Paige to sort of get back on track with a win against a, a somewhat quality opponent, at least, right? The result was never in doubt, but I did enjoy the match. Um, I think at some point, though, a couple criticisms. They're going to need to provide some background and context to these arrivals from New Japan. Like, I feel like they're kind of working under the assumption that everybody knows and is up on New Japan, which I don't think is the case. Even I'm not as up Even on Even I'm it not, and I'd like to be. to be. Right. So I think they but... need to just, like... They're just showing up, and we're expected to pop for them because they're new and exciting. Even right? like but, get like a quick package for right. Finley before like um and they might like um something like you know for the breakout tournaments they always have like introductory packages. Yes, just have Finley say he's gonna win, and that's all you need. Because it's just kind of like here they are, right? And it's no no context. Yeah, at all, anything but. to give us like a big context, maybe in, like even like a something like a highlight reel. I yeah. don't I don't know. I thought solid promos from uh, Cole and Page afterward, but for me personally, there's just too much gold in this company right now because you've got AEW stuff, Ring of Honor stuff, New Japan stuff, heart belts, even though I know they're not defended, they're still brought out and carried every week. Um, it's just a lot of gold for me at this point right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping, Like, because I think, I hope that Ring of Honor gets their own show soon so like that the Ring of Honor titles can like Go, yeah, go there. Go there because go away. Yeah, and because like I don't mind them being defended every now and then. I'm, I'm okay with that being an occasional thing. Yes. Um, but I think like if it's guys like FTR who I feel like could walk the line between both, I only really need to see them with the titles. Cause, like I, don't, I like when people have like two belts or something, but yeah. like because I feel like once you get rid of the Ring of Honor titles, say like AEW's got like the World Title, the TNT Title, the Atlantic Title, Tag Titles. Women's title, TBS title, trios titles. Like, it's a lot of titles. That's not that. Yeah, but it's also across a few divisions. It is. So I feel like that's okay. Like seven titles total for how big their roster is, that's fine. I think once you scrap out all these, the Ring of Honor titles, I think it's okay. Yeah. But like, um, I think like it is, there's there's a lot in the mix, especially if you bring in like New Japan, like with the their tag titles. Who is, I swear, who is it? The... I don't know. Oh, I was Fale and Chase Owens, who I saw with the IWG oh, right. titles, because you were watching Impact. Not a big fan of either of them, but that's okay. No, I, I know you don't like Fale. I, I know you said before. I don't He's remember. He's just always but, been like, like the big guy who's not super good. Doc you know? Gallows before Doc Gallows started to suck. And to be fair, maybe he's a lot better now because I'm not regularly watching it. He's also a lot older years, now. So. Yeah, that's true. It's been like a decade since Bullet Club almost. Yep. Um, I thought it was a solid match. I thought Finley was pretty good. He had some good technical work technical work at the beginning moved pretty fast at points he was he was solid um hangman got a good show and glad he got a solid rebound win here i mean like the promo after i think he delivered it well i think what he said made a lot of sense because there is a lot of going on with the hotel and he's just and if he wasn't considered for the battle well he's probably not gonna be able to for a bit so i think it made sense right so i think it's a perfect way to also segue him into that rumor rumored match with okada and i'm very excited if we get that me too i also kind of like the involvement of Cole. i hope he gets better soon because i thought he got a good promo here um but because he will either have to i think it'll either be hangman cole three with the qualifier face and uh Oka- with the winner facing okada or maybe jay white unfortunately i doubt it yeah um or we could get a triple threat for the iwgb title which I would also very much enjoy. Me too. Um, it's just saying like an all around good situation. Like I think 
you don't really have a bad outcome here. Even if it ended up being Cole Okada, fine. which I'm perfectly fine with. I yep. personally prefer Hangman. I just think that's more interesting. But I I would honestly be fine with any combination. Or like Hangman, Jay White, sure, I'm okay with that. Me I too. mean, would Okada be more interesting? Sure. But again, no bad outcome there. I agree. Um, Next we got Wardlow Speaks. Um, in Hold the on, you missed a super important Did I? Thunder Rosa where Marina Shafir, where you were like, is she flirting with her? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Rosa's like issuing an open challenge. I didn't know this because I totally forgot. But then, and Shafir comes in, she's like saying something. Of, and like, you're, you're like, that sounds sexual. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what she said, but it was like, it was really funny. And her tone was just her like, her delivery did not match. Her the tone words. was not helping. No. And like, and then she said a second line. I'm like, that doesn't, that furthers my opinion. Yeah. And it, it was really funny. I was just like, <laughs> you, you had to hear it. I, you could probably find it too, because it was like one of those earlier today things. Yes, it was. Um, so Wardlow speaks, um, after, and he says he asked not to be in the power Royal, like a big dumb idiot. And that is because CM Punk is our champion. So if he isn't being punk, he doesn't want it yet. Like a big dumb idiot. Yeah. It seemed like a weak reason to opt out of the main title scene. An oddly noble thing too. Although I'd kind of predicted this, right? Which I can't wait to get to be on. Told you. But go ahead. What did he, what else is happening? Is that all he said? Did you? When did you say that? Remember what, that I said, like, um, he needs to be steamrolling opponents to win a title, and it could probably be the, the TNT title. Because was that before he faced Sky the first time? You can't have him, no, just based off of his build with MJF, right? Is how do you have him killing people for months, killing one of your top stars, squashing him with 10 power bombs? Like, how do you not have him just? steamrolling people for a while you have to and you can't do that in the main title picture because you're making a whole bunch of your headliners look bad so this makes complete sense right he needs to just crush everybody get the title off of um sky and defend it for a very long for a very long time probably Mm -hmm. yeah um he tells punk to heal up real quick because he'll be waiting he says there is a title he does want that few men have carried that brought respect and many have diminished it. He says it's a title he had he had it one month ago, but it got screwed. He wants the TNT title. Sky walks out looking like he wants a fight. Paige and Lambert stop him. Lambert shouts a word saying he's 100%. And he says he's all elite now. He has the time. He will wait till he's 110%. Then we cut to the Tron, which has a a promo from Sterling playing. Oh, right. He says Wardlow ripped up legal documents and dummy can't do that. Um because he is a nice guy, we're looking to face him in court, or you can wrestle 20 of the guards in an elimination match. Either way, he will pay. wonder which one he'll choose, because that wonder. makes sense. So I guess we're getting a 20-on-1 match to further the whole Wardlow kills security guards, and then I imagine he's going to just run towards that championship. It makes sense, I think. So I, I was fine. I thought Wardlow and Sterling did a good job here. Um... Yeah, I so um I thought the war the war the promo solid. not the best reason for not going after the title. I think like I thought Hangman's that was a bit weak what, too. Was much stronger. It was like I'm not going after the title because CM Punk. What? Yeah, like because he's <laughs> I don't, I don't know. injured. That's like that's like I don't know, be like I don't I don't know what it'd be like. I don't it's want just, the interim. Weird. I want the main. I I guess I don't know. Whatever. Because it it's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's our. Right. It's yeah. it's nitpicking. Um, it's okay. It doesn't make sense much sense for him to go main eventing already, anyways. Maybe one, cause it, like as good as he's been doing, he's not an all around talent yet. Not yet. Um, not but quite. I think a TNT title is a good spot for him. I do too. You likely win and see, cause now you have him going after that mid card title, but then you still have another mid card title. So well, it's good. I guess, yeah. Well, you will. Um, <laughs> I will for sure. 
There will be one, whether I like it or not. Young Bucks promo. Yeah. Um, this feels like very recent. Predicted this too that they wouldn't be done with the Hardys yet. You're half right though, because it's not true. It's not a full. I'll take half right, man. (laughs) Beats being wrong. Half wrong. So they focus on the positive. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I'm glass half empty when it means you being wrong. I've never understood that thing because to me it depends. If the glass was empty and you poured it halfway, it's half full. If the glass was full and you emptied it halfway, then it's half empty. That's yeah. how my mind works. Yeah, but like... How the age-old like, problem solved. How does that... I don't know. Uh, this is going to confuse me even Anyways, more. Keep Speaking talking of being wrestling. confused, does anyone know a dry shampoo? Like, does anyone <laughs> use dry shampoo? Can someone tell me that they use dry shampoo? Somebody and, reach out to Jack. Can someone, FNS underscore wrestling underscore can podcast. Can someone specifically explain to me how dry shampoo works we saw we were trying to explain today to and, multiple times and his mind was blown by this i don't like that just doesn't make sense to me well it just doesn't so like somebody contact you're us. like you leave it in i'm like why would you leave it in and like explain you, it to him you wash it dry like it doesn't make sense at all someone if anyone uses dry shampoo please explain how you or do understand that and how it and works why you do that and who your therapist is <laughs> okay carry on. um so uh matt says what a week last week was they recount their wins last week and they are back. They want their titles back. Uh, Hardy's come in. Matt says he thought he they would be burying th- them, referring to Bucks burying Hardy's, but they were just bragging. And he reminds them how they beat the Bucks, and they deserve a title shot. Christian comes in, which Jurassic Express said they sh- really should keep the door locked. He says he doesn't think either of them deserve a shot, but the Bucks did pin Jungle Boy. It wasn't for the titles. When it is for the titles, it'll be different. Because now you can't pin him. Um, he's going to issue the challenge to both teams. Challenges them to a three-way tag ladder match for the titles next week at Road Rager, which would was when Malachi Black debuted last year. Just to right uh, remind you, and uh, Jungle Boy's like he keeps going like what like like as if like this was not agreed upon again like Christian doing this, but this time it's like it is what you thought last time, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it's Jungle Boy's like like kind of like hold on what? Yes, that was clear this time that he is did not appreciate that match being made like on the spot without consulting with him right right I yeah um so i like i said i figured they weren't quite done with each other it's not exactly what i want but the first match wasn't bad i don't mind this because it'll be like they're adding a stipulation and another team which, so i don't remember last time they did oh wait no that's not even true scorpius guy and sammy guevara right i was gonna be like oh i don't remember last time no that, that's not even true i do like it though because i think that It'll, the Bucks could do some crazy stuff, and I think uh, Jungle Boy could be interesting. I, I'd like to see what Luchasaurus does too. I think I think those teams will be good, and then also think it, I I think it could hide some weaknesses yes. for the Hardys, or it'll make them it'll shine light on those weaknesses. It could benefit the Hardys' image, or it could be a detriment. Because we noted in the in the Bucks Hardys match that the Bucks were not working their normal right. pace, right? Like because they like, just can't with those two. The guys. Hardys in like the tables match was one of their worst ones. It was so bad. it's it made my list. It's on my list. Right. So this could either make that list or be okay. Yep. Because it'll it won't make the best list. I speaking of sure. making lists, this one next match was close for me. I did not enjoy. Yeah. Um, next we get Thunder Rosa versus Play, aka Marina Shafir, for the AEW Women's Championship. My first note is sorry. Why does Shafir deserve a title shot? And you said she's ranked fifth, so yep. that's the that, that is all the explanation you need. Um also she asked for it, which in babyface world is you get a title shot. Yes. That's right. So uh those two I can't 
disagree with those cold hard facts right there that's you, right so i don't even know why you're asking that if i'm being honest i <laughs> i agree shafir deserves a title shot if she had asked sooner i would say she deserves two title shots unless she wins then she still gets i don't know um notables you want to can't you want to guess how many there is two yep nice <laughs> um most exciting i was i was half paying attention in the beginning because it was boring man it the, I, my first note is the holds and counters to start seem slow and clunky despite shafir having an mma background <laughs> like they were doing things but like if you were to contrast this with like let's say daniel bryan and somebody doing this it'd be like oh don't do don't do the I know bad that's not dirty. fair but like even oh. anyways go ahead talk yeah. about your notables uh there's a draw kick by rosa with shafir on the middle row but it's where like she like goes for a draw kick and then like she kind of like jumps off them as if it's like a stomp so i don't even you can't it's not a draw kick she i think she thinks and maybe other people think it looks cool because she drop kicks them and then lands on her feet right but to me i don't know it just looks less impactful it doesn't look that great to me it's almost unnerving so it just looks not like a natural did it twice in a row right i think anyways doesn't matter carry on um it always looks like she's going for a natural a new normal drop and it looks like it's going to be cool and then it's that and then i'm just like no because it's like you're stopping your follow-through which would add force to it right it's like you're cutting it off so that you can land on your feet because you think it's cool and i don't think it's cool like when cross doesn't follow through i'd rather you form. do like saray where it looks like you're killing them right with that right. drop kick in exactly the but anyways um there's a death valley driver rosa for two rosa rolls through a suplex i think she got some roll for the win i, I didn't pay attention to that she did she countered um, a suplex into a roll right. up or something like um, that shafir attacks rosa more after the match Tony Storm makes a save. Rosa hits her <laughs> finisher. Tony Storm hands her the title. Yay! And teases like looking at the title sort of thing, right? So yeah, I I don't know, man. I the crowd wanted to get behind Thunder Rosa here because they do love her, but they were just I think they were struggling to get into this match as I was as well. I didn't really enjoy this. I'm quickly becoming of the opinion that Marina Shafir just isn't very good, right? And we were hoping like. Because we hadn't seen her in so long. Maybe not a she's lot in NXT either, right? Maybe she's good. She's not. Um, I think she may have technical knowledge, but she doesn't look good as a professional wrestler. She, to me, feels like a very, very budget version of Mercedes Martinez, who I quite <laughs> like, right? Um, so I'm fine with Tony Storm being Rose's next opponent. I imagine you're not going to agree with that. But I don't think she has a chance to win, but she's looked pretty good in singles and tag match lately. So, and really, like, my question would you to be would to you would be who else do they give this shot to right like who's next I don't I don't know I Deeb like I know they just did that but like and I love that match who else do you go to that's right? like I mean are they gonna heat up Hater at some point I don't know. I don't buy She's that already I don't I don't I don't buy that I don't like I don't. And here's a take people are gonna disagree with I think because people seem to love Thunder Rosa I think she's good but I don't think she's great I think she's she has really good matches with strong opponents, but she doesn't seem to be able to elevate lesser talent like Shafir at this point. It seems to drag her down. Um, so she definitely connects with the crowd, which is a hard thing to do. So that's great. But I think she's just a very good performer. I don't think she's at that great tier yet, but it doesn't mean she can't get there. She's still pretty young. So um, yeah, I was not a fan of this match at all. Yeah, um, it was not great. It does not help Rose's title reign um it kind of recovered but like not enough it, yeah it started off worse than it ended it was sure. off to a very shaky start but it was not good. a lot to note here no. shafir did not look great it it was a weaker outing for rose as well 
I'm starting to get unsure with Rosa's champion. I keep wanting to think it'll turn out good. It's just, just she's just been all right it's so just far. Lukewarm yes. For me. yes. Um, I'm waiting for it to improve more, but it might just be one of those times where I'm just waiting for it. Like I like waiting for someone to impress me and like like Tony. I Storm. think her inability to cut promos, right? Like that's like you gotta be able to heat up a match. Maybe Britt Baker isn't better than Rosa in the ring. That like you could debate that at least, but character wise, promo wise, it's Baker's better all around. Off the charts, right? And so that just makes her overall presentation and time as champion way more interesting. Because Rosa does not have that outside the ring piece at all, in my opinion. And that's tough when you're the champion because you're expected to sort of carry segments and promos and stuff, and she can't at this no. point. So anyways. No. Um, next we get uh Jay Cargill interview with the baddies and also Stokely Hathaway, FK Malcolm Bivens. Yeah. Uh Cargill says nobody can mind their damn business and Hathaway says they confronted their issue with Athena last week. Athena and Statlander got involved in their business, she'll face Velvet on Rampage, blah blah blah, other stuff. Um that was all right. Cut the crap. <laughs> yes, that was the ending line. Always. Um Cargill was standard. I like Stokely, Hath- Stokely Hathaway though. I think he's awesome. I think he's been a good signing so far. I, and he I hasn't even him. really opened it up and done a very long promo yet. No, but, but I I've, he's I liked good. him. I think he works yeah, better I, I, than Sterling. Um so I yeah, I'm liking that so far. They um they're doing the same thing pretty much every week, but I'm still not tired of it. They amuse me in these quick little vignettes even though they're all pretty similar uh, and jade just oozes attitude and charisma right if she can ever get her in-ring work like halfway to her sort of attitude we're gonna they're gonna have something big so i i'm still enjoying jade and the baddies and and the bivens sorry what's his name hathaway edition is really yeah, nice i like it him definitely too. makes it better yep um there's some advertisements for the for rampage yesterday and then die my next week which is road rager so i think that'll oh, right. have the ladder match nice uh, Wardlow's handicap nonsense. Yep. And the uh, hair versus hair with Jericho and Ortiz. Oh right. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, don't know. Oh right. Sorry. Also, Ethan Page Miro. I remember. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's an Atlantic qualifier. Um. So our main event. Uh, John Moxley, Kyle O'Reilly. So the winner will advance there for Bandor face. I assume Hiroki Goto. It right? could be. <laughs> How dare you disrespect Goto? <laughs> The only thing I remember about him is like that swing suplex movie did to beat uh, I think it's Makabe. No, Nakamura. Oh, Makabe. I forgot about him. Makabe. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You not like him? I did not love him. No. He was just no, like a I, brawling dude. Sorry, I think he beat Nakamura. No, wait, no, he beat Makabe. No, I was right the first time. I think it was G one two thousand eight. If you say so. I don't know why I know that. Because you were one year old at that point. Just absorbing the g1 (laughs) (laughs) great no i I remember the the uh they do that they did like that recount series they did it for bullet club until up until jay white took over and then they did chaos which was nakamura and okada's faction right they did that up until when jay white joined bullet club so it's kind of not up to date but nice still it's good for historical accuracy for before times um, there's some holds and counters early on. Strikes in the corner by Kyle Riley for Mox. Hits some corner clotheslines. Kyle Riley drop kicked him at the knee when he was charging in for another one, and then followed the dragon screw in the ropes. And then he was kind of trapped in the ropes, so Kyle kind of hit a knee drop to the chest. That was kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Riley goes to target the arm, gets caught in a sleeper instead, has to get a rope break with his teeth biting the ropes, and Mox kicks the rope while he was biting it and falls with a big Larry for two. I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like that spot was reminiscent of Balor O'Reilly. You could be right. Probably. I feel like they did that. I feel like the two things that match was the gut kick 
Oh yeah. Um, and then it, it the, sold like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then the the I feel like there was this. I don't remember if O'Reilly did it to Balor. Oh, no, wait. O'Reilly did it to Balor because remember he had like the jaw issue before their second match oh, or something. That's remember, right. but oh, I was. I am right. Yes. Don't doubt my memory. Got there. I'm, I'm godly. Uh, and there's a knee to the jaw, or a knee to the jaw drops Moxley to a knee, and then a PK by Kyle Riley. Um, oh, and then Mox comes back shortly with a cutter. O'Reilly counters a power driver into a triangle hold, changes inside into a heel hook until Mox breaks free with like a closed fist punch. Um, a fist punch. <laughs> As opposed uh, to an open fist punch? Isn't <laughs> closed fist redundant? Yeah. If it's open, does it cease to be a fist? Right? <laughs> I don't know why they say that then. <laughs> right, that is kind of that, it'd be a slap. That's true. Yeah, uh, or like like a yeah, like one of those. <laughs> Never do that <laughs> you again. You can't see if it's like, a, <laughs> like your hands like weak. You're, you're better like, off not seeing it, it, folks. You're better off. <laughs> there's a driver by Mox running near fall. So Mox weakens Kyler with the bulldog choke and then just knees him in the head very many times. Very and, many times. <laughs> and it's yes. a paradigm shift for the win. Yeah, I thought it was a very good main event. I can't help feeling like there's an even better match in there between these two guys somewhere. But nonetheless, I did really enjoy it. I'm glad Kyle, like I said, is getting a bit of a singles push here. Good Canadian boy that he is. Uh, he's just an amazing technician. His offense always looks great. Um, and I think I was saving this question, but I think you kind of answered it, right? This feels to me like we're getting Mox, right? This is set up for Mox as interim champion. Yeah, I don't see how... it like. No, if it was another AEW guy, it's different. But and again, like, they don't need to. I'm not saying that's a bad idea, and they need to swerve me or something. I'm just saying it it's seems, okay. It's just like I would like at least a bit of intrigue. Yeah, but, but uh, it feels like it's going to be Mox. But yeah, I thought this was a very good main event. What about you? Um, yeah. So I thought I thought it was a great main event. I thought both of these guys uh uh worked uh really well together, and I enjoyed that Kyle got spotlight to uh for the show to book and like he started off good and ended good and mm-hmm. also i guess um you did mention double or nothing that works too mm-hmm. might never be a top guy but he's really good so moments like this are nice to see like uh the feud with balor uh and the feud with cool in nxc um before he we went back to von wagner <laughs> <laughs> remember them as a tag team oh boy that was some highlights that, <laughs> that was when you were still watching my 2. favorite 0. thing was that um, might have been what made you stop watching <laughs> My favorite thing was when Wagner tried to turn on him and just got his ass kicked by O'Reilly, and then he did the Undisputed Era hand gesture, and he just looked like a complete chump. And they were the ones in the woods, right? Training. Yeah. Yeah. Those are funny, bad segments. <laughs> uh, I guess we're in overall thoughts. Territory. No, I'm, I'm still going. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I So I like that Mox kind of to kill him at the end, and then uh, he, he it keeps him looking strong. Yes. Um, I like the knee drop at the end, or sorry, the knee drop that he did in the ropes. Um. Or when he got the rope break with his teeth, Mox kicked the ropes. I could be mistaken. I'm not mistaken. That was indeed a callback to the Balor feud, I believe. At least the first I do match. remember that now that you say it, yes. Um, which I remember that being really good. Um, of course. That was like post-pandemic or middle pandemic. Yes. Um, Mid-pandemic, if you will. Overall, like this a lot. Had an obvious result, not an issue. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good show. Like in ring. I liked everything except the women's match, right? So one, that was the low point, so not a big deal. And segment-wise, I don't really have any complaints about anything. I liked uh, Mox's work. Eddie Kingston, anytime you get him on the mic, I'm obviously totally fine with that. The baddies and Jade, I'm still fine with. Um, the Marina Shafir thing, like everything Marina Shafir was the low point, I think I can safely say, unfortunately for her. 
So I'm torn between, I feel like, all right, I'm going to go with, I'm going to give it a B plus. It's super close to giving it an A minus again this week, but I don't know. There's just something not quite putting it in the A level for me. I still think it was a really good show. Um, but again, there's nothing I'm like, you have to go see this, right? That's I, I'm pretty close to saying that with Pack, uh, Buddy Matthews, but not quite there. So I'm going to give it a very, very good B plus. Really good show again this week. Mm-hmm. You? So I think it was a pretty strong show from, I, I agree, like it was a very strong show in ring, aside from um, one major misstep. Cause I, I really enjoyed the battle roll. I think it was awesome. Me too. Uh, Matthew's pack was fantastic. Um, I think even Paige Finley was pretty solid. It was. Only misstep again was the women's match. That was pretty bad, but I think everyone else, everything else was good enough to carry it. And I thought the main event was fantastic as well. Yep. Like I really enjoyed that. Me too. Um, I think uh segments were solid like i, I enjoyed hangman's post-match promo um the aussie the united empire thing with trent Beretta, that was all right i think it had a solid kind of turnout so yep. i'll i'm okay with that um i like i really enjoyed kingston's a little bit i forgot to mention mox's opening or the post-match the post-battle royal promo i really enjoyed that i think that was probably my favorite promo um and Warlow was okay. Young Bucks, uh, that was all right. Uh, we're teasing the dissension now. Baddies were okay too. I think it was generally a pretty good show. I'd, I'd even go A minus. Okay I think it's that. fair. I'm right? I think. I think the only major misstep is that women's match. And but I think generally, like I would recommend checking out the main event and even Matthews or I'm going to call him Murphy Murphy Pack. Yep. Um, the, it was a pretty good show. Like this was a return to form for them yes really sorts. two weeks in a row now i've really really enjoyed dynamite yeah. so hoping this that is really good continues yeah all right so let's move into talking about a little wrestling trivia in a segment we like to call off the top of his head all right i'm giving the uh, questionable book of trivia a week off and i found a giant new quiz every now and then i'll like google search wrestling quizzes right and wrestling trivia and sometimes new stuff comes out mm-hmm. so we'll see this might be questionable as well but it's uh like website is kidaddle and it's 101 questions ah, that's already sounding risky suspect right so we're gonna go with the first i don't know 15 to 20 we'll see how it goes i previewed a bunch of them and some of them looked really good and some maybe not so we'll see there are no options for you it's just do you know the answer or not okay we will see who is the only wwe superstar to win the intercontinental championship eight times that's already inaccurate. Why? Well, because Jericho won it nine times and Miz won it eight times. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Uh, Jericho or Miz. But even when it's wrong, it still shows your knowledge, which is the goal of this, right? So it's right. Jericho. Okay. That's, which, I don't think that's right. Which two WWE superstars, um, past and present, one and the other, uh, attended WrestleMania six in the Toronto Skydome? Edge and Christian? Correct. They mm-hmm. attended as fans, I think, is the point. Some of the wording right. of these is questionable. That ju- that just kind of like figured itself out because Toronto. Right. Um, WrestleMania 2000, which McMahon was on the side of Big Show in a fatal four-way match? Uh, That's a good one. Which McMahon? You have three. Well, I guess four. Uh, you could Linda. go Linda. It was not Linda. No, wait. Shane. Correct. Linda was McFoley. Right. Um, so I know there's multiple answers to this, but what, so you can give me all of them. What is the great Kali's finisher? The, the chop thing, Punjabi plunge. And? Chokeslam? Nope. They're saying the vice grip. Didn't he grab grab people? Yes. He squeezed their heads like a melon. Classic. Who brandishes, nice word, the record for the longest time spent in the ring during a Royal Rumble? That's a bad word. 
Uh, at least according to these people. Daniel Bryan? Uh, or Rey no. Mysterio? Rey Mysterio. Okay, because I remember seeing a thing that was Daniel Bryan, but that's kind of a cheat because he was in the 50-man one. Right. Um, that doesn't make sense. Shocker. Should we go with it? Doesn't make sense, but here we go. As written, which is presently the most watched wrestling tournament ever in North American history? G1 Climax? I don't well, cause the I answer, understand. Well, it's going to be tough for you because the answer isn't a tournament. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> How's that fair? The answer is Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant 1988 rematch. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like this trivia already. What? This is amazing. That... that... This is worse than the... How have you managed to find something worse than the trivia book? How much does Hornswoggle weigh? I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know that? It's giving you a 10-pound range. Take a guess. I don't want to... No, I don't know. I have no Less idea. than me. <laughs> I don't know. 130 to 140. <laughs> Who, okay, these are getting a bit better. Who won the first <laughs> ever Money in the Bank main event? Or Sorry, Money in the Bank event. At Edge. Correct. There's a match on What does MVP say before he hits his finisher? Ball in. Ball in. Do it right. It's not. Bo- it's with an exclamation mark, okay? You're wrong. Like Trent. <laughs> right. What? Oh, there you go. Tough one. What are Chris Jericho's two finishers? Codebreaker. Also Jericho. Correct. And it depends on when you're talking about. Who has, I like the way this is phrased too. Who has won the maximum Royal Rumble and how many? <laughs> Austin. <laughs> and how many three. times? Yeah. It's like he. It almost sounds like there was one that was called "This is the maximum, like the greatest Royal Rumble, right? The maximum Royal Rumble." Who That's won? what I thought it was. Right. Um. Okay. Who did? Uh, as written, who did Andre the Giant knock in a ba- body slam challenge? Big John Stud. Did he knock him? He knocked <laughs> him. Um. Here you go. Which football team, meaning soccer, does John Cena support? How do you not know this? Just kidding. I have no idea. The Tottenham Hotspur. You think you know wrestling, but you don't. You say you know things. I don't even know. But then you don't know John Cena's favorite soccer team. (laughs) (laughs) At No Mercy 2007, Batista beat who for the World Heavyweight Championship? And in what type of match? That we may have mentioned yesterday privately. (laughs) I said I missed it. What was it? A Punjabi prison. Correct. Who did he beat? Was it Taker? No. Kali? Yes. Okay, because sometimes he gets replaced. I don't know if it was one of those that's times. True, that's true. It was Taker versus Big Show once. Who won King of the Ring in 2000? Kurt Angle. Correct. Kirk Angel. Oh, I saw this really funny clip of him. It was like, I think he's talking to Ray Mysterio. He was like, he was like, you're a boy in a man's world. And I'm a man who loves to play with boys. <laughs> and then and then it, it, like he keeps trying to like fix it and it keeps getting worse. It was pretty funny, that's actually. Funny. Uh, as written... Who succeeded in Raw's 15th anniversary Legends Battle Royal? Uh, I think they mean who won. That's a great question because I have no idea. Really? Um, One of Hulk Hogan's rivals. I'll I should say, know. Was uh, it? I'll say that. Piper? Always a heel. Never Iron knew Chief? him as a face. Yes, Iron Sheik. He also won the gimmick Battle Royal at WrestleMania X7. So just, he's just king of the Legend Battle Royal. Prolific. Who is the longest reigning Divas champion? Nikki Bella. Correct. Oh, we've done that before. I know. This is the hardest one. You're going to need some time. Okay. Name Nikki Bella's twin. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a question. That's just like they're demanding it from me. Name her. Say no. her name. Bre- what feud Bre- was Bella. that where it was say my name and it was a really good feud? I remember loving it. 
Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. That's right. That was, was sorry, shouldn't mention Velveteen Dream on here. But anyways, whose catchphrase was "This is my house"? She came up in the Paige, news. It was Paige. It yeah. was. Paige. Or it depends if you want to go like Swerve's house because that's similar. True. Who is the first SmackDown Women's Champion? Bucky Lunch. Correct. Bucky Lynch. I saw a thing like about like canceled pushes. One of them was Eva Marie. And so remember when she was doing the thing like um why she didn't wrestle? Yes. Um, apparently like. She might have gone for the title. She might. She was considered for the title. Name the diva whose last name is the same as her first. It's a tough one. Kelly Kelly. Correct. So nice you got to say it twice. Name this redheaded diva well known for counterfeiting injuries to get out of matches. Wow. The timing on this. Right. Even Marie. Correct. I all right, everything. Um, just talking about that. I that don't is know if impeccable this. Impeccable timing. I don't think this one makes sense, so I like it. Name the first overall draft pick in the WWE. The Rock? <laughs> why? Yes. But what, how did you get to that answer from that? Uh, Feels like a not great wording. Of first overall draft pick in WWE. So I thought probably first draft, which was Oh, so Rock. he was the first pick in the first, first draft. I was going to say Seth Rollins, cause, but that was 2016. So. Who was the first superstar to capture money in the bank contract? <laughs> I love how that's formed. That's like... That sounds like it's like that's not English as the first language, and also they already asked me that question in a different form. But they're saying still... the an- they're saying the answer is different. What? Who is it? They're, well, you uh, you should, should be know. Edge. Nope, that is not their answer. What is it? Superstar to capture the Money in the Bank contract. What? He's in AEW now. Edge. No, Punk. What? <laughs> you don't know anything. That's not accurate. We'll do. They said the first guy to do it twice, and sure. We'll do a couple more. What year did WrestleMania officially debut? 85. Correct. Well, I mean, this I should say correct. You, This quiz agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's correct or not, we're not sure. Uh, what started the WWE alliance conflict in 2001? Shane bought WCW, I guess. And, yes. Or And Shane and Stephanie McMahon bought WCW and... They said ECW here. I know. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Stephanie had ECW. How many, re- how many WrestleManias were held in the city of Houston? Three. No. Well, I mean, not according to them. I, I don't Two. Know. That makes sense. We'll do... so if you think about it, shouldn't Shane have ECW because he jumps off stuff? And then Stephanie should have had WCW if you really want to get technical about it. I guess so. I think that's how it went. Shane was WCW, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two more, and I know the last one doesn't make much sense, so let's see what 29 says. In one of Monday Night Raw's incredible times, as written, what Which did was for- when? Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> what did former Raw GM Eric Bischoff swear Chris Jericho and John Cena in their match for the WWE? This does not make sense, so let's go back. And do- in one of Monday Night Raw's incredible times, what I, did uh... former Raw GM Eric Bischoff swear... Chris Jericho and John Cena in their match for the WWE Championship later that evening. You're gonna get it. So what was the added stipulation, I guess? So the winner got the championship. Loser leaves. And the loser, loser gets is, fired. Yes, loser gets I'm fired. I'm pretty sure that Jericho lost. What an amazing phrasing for that one. <laughs> My uh, favorite one was, uh, what was it? There was the one really bad one. It was the, oh, it was the tournament one. What, and then it was on a tournament. Like, um, talk about a trick Here's question. a good one to end on. How long did Tommy Dreamer's domination last? <laughs> what? Did he have a title in WWE or anything? WWE CW title. For how long? I don't know. They're probably referring to that. 229 days. Less than one hour. 
He dominated his domination. <laughs> was this in like a championship scramble? I don't know. Like these are good questions, right? Amazing. So not so strong. All right, so here you go. Uh, at Judgment Day 2008, Triple H and Randy battled in what stipulation match? Two stages of hell. No, I'm not according to this. Ascending. No. On a cell. No. Three fights. No. <laughs> Just says steel cage. Love her, loser. Here's one so you can end on knowing the answer. Who and they have it right because I know this one. Who did jo- John Cena debut against? Kirk Angel. Correct. I think we're going to end that there because that was not great. I mean, there's 101, so we can go back to it next week, but they were not good. It's tough because I was making them for the first however many weeks, but it's just hard to make trivia every week. So I'm trying to rely on other people, and other people suck, apparently. That was pretty funny, though. It is. There is some entertainment in there. And I can prove my superiority over official websites on the actual internet. Correct. So let's get back to talking about a show we watched, and that would be this week's episode of NXT UK. And as you just said, watched is a bit of a strong word because you were struggling with a massive headache through this one and fell asleep yeah, in the main event. Yeah, we watched the whole thing on Thursday. We did. Right? We watched it all in one shot. Well, right. I did. You, right. did, you did not. You did your best. I <laughs> did my best. I so, did do my best. So the show starts, you probably remember this, with the first of many recaps, right? Of oh, the there tri- was like three. Of the triple threat tag it team It was like match. one for each team, except two of them were for Mustache Mountain. Correct. And one of them was for the champ, so it wasn't even like that. The familiar just like forgotten in this. They, so we, maybe they died. Die family, you know? It was the uh, triple threat tag team match for the championships last week that saw... Smith and Carter finally win the titles and also saw Mustache Mountain split after the match with uh, Trent Seven walking away saying he's done because Bate wasn't willing to cheat. He's a little pooky dude. Right. So commentary then are hyping up the Ivy Nile Mako Satomura match that Jack will sleep through. That is also <laughs> <laughs> that is also the main event tonight. Uh, so we start out with Mark Andrews taking on Kenny Williams. So Mark Andrews comes out to the subculture theme and the ring announcer calls him a member of subculture, but I was sure that that faction was done and i thought danny luna was released because she was the female member of that so i haven't I seen hate flash morgan webster i haven't seen anything about that faction so i was like really he's using the theme they must not have a theme and then it's like oh and they're also saying he is a member of that faction so they must exist but anyways must um, exist. mark andrews is in control early on but williams um is taking shortcuts to gain the advantage because he is heel uh williams Scum is targeting Andrew's previously injured right arm. We get a suplex countered into a stun dog millionaire at one point that finally stops Williams' um, offensive assault. We then get a side effect by Andrews for a near fall, pump kick to the shoulder, and a stiff rebound lariat by Kenny Williams for a near fall. Um, And then Tiger Turan obviously shows up on the apron. This distracts Kenny Williams. Andrews rolls him up for the win. So... Just as I was starting to enjoy this match, right, we get the classic WWE can't help themselves with a distraction roll-up. So things, it's funny because here's my notes before the finish. This is making total sense to me. Williams is a heel that needs something to do as he tries to figure out why Tiger Turan is stalking him. Andrews is a baby face with nothing to do. So he can be a somewhat quality win, possibly with Williams cheating, that Williams really needs on his way to inevitably facing Tiger Turan. But then I have to continue. WWE couldn't resist the distraction roll-up. <laughs> That's what we got here. Perfect way of putting it. A pretty good match with a weak, predictable finish that just 
these finishes just leave a bad taste in my mouth, right? Like it's a pretty good match. I'm kind of liking Kenny Williams' heel work. And then it's just like, oh, distraction roll up. So uh, I don't know. What did you think of this? Um, From what I remember, as I was in <laughs> suffering. Pain, yes. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty good. Like it was solid. It made sense. Like, And we like Kenny Williams. I do like Kenny Williams, yes. And um, Andrews is doing nothing. So I don't know why he needs to win here, right? No, I, it, that doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, it was, and um, so I thought it was okay. I think it made sense. I just like I'm okay with Tiger Tran being involved, but like, could that not have come after? Right, could Kenny Williams or no, overcome the distraction? I don't know. It, I, it's it's just overdone so much done it is, in yes. this company. We then get an update package on Mustache Mountain after losing the titles last week. Um, so they recap the aftermatch of the math again of the match again, and I already have here why they did this 15 minutes ago. The only new footage here was of Seven refusing to answer questions after the match as he was walking backstage. Yeah, I don't really have much comment on this. Another package, another small moment. And then it's just to tell us that Seven will address the NXT UK fans next week. Which Um, they advertise again later. So we get it earlier this week. Mark Coffey was asked about the whereabouts of his brother Joe. Mark starts to say that no one has heard from Joe. His phone rings. He talks to Joe briefly, right? We're led to believe it's Joe. Like, it's kind of cryptic. And then he's like, mom and dad are wondering how you are too, right? So that so we def- it's Joe. It's in Joe. case we're idiots and we definitely don't know it's <laughs> Joe. They probably assume we are still, so... And Mark tells him to take as much time as he needs. I mean, this was a well enough done segment, I guess. But I don't have any connection to Joe leaving UK. Like, do you remember... Because to me, it feels sudden and kind of random to me. Was he struggling with something i, I feel guess like because like he's just never won a title and it's like they already won titles i don't i don't know it feels like the middle of this story was kind of missing to me i yeah it's just I like guess he's like gone the, i don't know it's just been the whole no titles thing i guess but they hadn't been teasing like he, maybe i just haven't been paying attention so it feels kind of weird to me but i don't really care that he's gone that much even though i like joe coffee so i don't think this is super successful but anyways right we then get ollie blake who i don't remember seeing before and tate mayfair's who i do once I think taking, he got a win for some reason. I don't I think remember he did why. Too. It might have even been Kenny Williams, I feel like. So they're taking on Symbiosis, which is Primate and T Bone. Tyson T Bone. Uh, uh, Mayfairs gets in a bit on Primate, tags in Blake only to have Primate then take control really quickly. We get a backbreaker and an awkward vertical suplex by T Bone member. We, we, yeah, it looked really weird. He like held on too long or something, and it looked kind of sloppy and a bit dangerous. Commentary called it innovative, and I just think it was like a poorly sloppy. executed yeah. suplex, right? Uh, Blake is then isolated in the symbiosis corner for a bit. Mayfairs gets back in with a flurry to T-Bone, including a nice high knee, before T-Bone wipes him out with a big clothesline that buckles Mayfair's knees. I thought Mayfair did a good job of selling that. We get a power slam by T-Bone, top rope diving headbutt by Primate, and Symbiosis win this match, no surprise, as it was jobbers they were facing. And then for some reason, did you understand this? I did not understand this I either. I did not. T-Bone and Primate just immediately turn on Eddie Dennis and attack him. And it's leave NXT him UK's answer to um, Judgment Day. I guess, like just, but without even any conversation. Have there been hints of cracks in this team? I haven't. Me either. So I, it's again like we missed the middle of this story. Right. It's, no, it's like Judgment Day. Like there's like, there wasn't even their crappy version of teasing dissension no it's like just it's over uh so anyways i thought it was a decent enhancement match nothing more symbiosis is now in that role of getting too much time on a one hour show right like they're on every week doing something and i don't really think we need them that often um the attack seemed to come out of nowhere as we said and i don't know where it came from but anyways that's all that was any other thoughts on that 
No, not really. I don't, I don't even remember that much. <laughs> this is where you were fading, maybe? Yes. Um, so then it's a quick little word from Ilya Dragunov. He's there to watch Mako's match because he admires her. He says, the Tsar and the final boss fight to represent NXT UK as the strongest brand in the world. Um, feels like we haven't seen Dragunov in a while to me. Uh, this was good. It was less intense than his usual promo, but solid baby face. Like, I'm here to support the other baby face champion. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it was pretty basic, but I thought it was all right. Another recap of last week's main event for the third time in an hour, <laughs> this time focusing on Smith and Carter and their celebration afterwards. Um, we get happy other wrestlers in the back. Lots of supportive tweets after they won. Um, I think it's Smith's kid is proud, obviously. Lots of really good Smith's baby kid's face. really small, so I don't even know if that's... <laughs> They know pride or understand. Yeah. Uh, lots of good babyface stuff here, I thought. Like we've said, right, we need some depth added to these characters. And at least we got, I thought, a little bit for Smith because it showed him at home with his daughter. Which was kind of like a motivation for him, right? So yeah. at least there is kind of that. It was kind of uh, hearkening back to, was it Dragonov they did that with? And the Dragonov Devlin I feel like they did, build, yeah. I think. I feel like they did. So yeah, it sort of creates a little bit of something else around Smith. They need to do the same for Carter, I think, at some point. We then get our obligatory women's mid-card match rate. It's Amal taking four on matches. Eliza Alexander. Yeah, they squeezed four matches in this week. So some kicks by Alexander before a neckbreaker by Amal. Double underhook suplex by Amal. We get, a, obviously, a Zaya Brookside distraction at ringside. And Eliza takes control with a boot to Amal as she's hanging in the ropes. More kicks and then a camel clutch by Alexander. We get a strike exchange. Alexander runs into a boot. Corner clothesline and a bulldog by Amal for two. Running boot to Alexander seated in the corner and one to Brookside as she gets up on the apron to try and get involved. We get a kick to the knee and then a running knee to the head by Eliza Alexander and she picks up somewhat a surprising win here. Um, yeah, and she doesn't really like, she just kind of used a, a fairly basic knee. Like, I don't, it wasn't like. No, it's really like a knee to the side finisher. of the head, right? right? Yeah. I actually thought this match over delivered and this was the best Alexander has looked. Uh, not that she's had a ton of matches. I thought it was actually a pretty decent competitive match with the heel winning off another distraction, which is annoying, but at least it wasn't a roll-up this time. She actually hit her finisher. So I actually thought this match was pretty good. Amal continues to be my favorite of these mid-tier women on this show. She yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't even call her aggression. my favorite. I just call her the one I dislike the least. <laughs> there you go, which I guess is your favorite by default. I guess. Um, Wolfgang then takes Damon Kemp out on the tour of the town remember this little vignette uh they go drinking yeah they drink oh. to ex sorry they so basically they go out drinking and kemp can't hang drinking with wolfgang so kemp gets really drunk and wolfgang doesn't uh kemp ends up throwing up in the bushes he staggers down the road as wolfgang supports him to sort of end the segment yeah this is lame i didn't care it was weird it was stupid right so i think it was like hey people in the uk drink a lot and the american guy can't keep up isn't that funny no. Not really, right? I, I don't know. I, Wolfgang character-wise and Kemp character-wise are not super strong for me, so I, don't, I did, didn't really get this, if I'm being honest. Um, then we get Lash, Legend. She's rambling backstage, and I put Myla Grace, question mark, because I wasn't sure. I yep. have a big blind spot for all she of is. these. She's just one of the... Tro I don't even blame you, because she's not even like a notable... She's a jobber. Does it not feel like 90% of them are like average-sized blonde women? right like a whole whack More or of less, them. yeah uh so anyways myla grace interrupts and is tired of lash thinking she's better than everyone else when it comes to passion no one can measure up to myla grace and lash basically is very dismissive of her and walks away 
So, and it's funny because neither of us in the moment had any idea who Mila was until she said her name herself. And we're like, yeah. oh, right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're interchangeable women at the bottom of this card on this show, right? So that's another one of them. So anyways, we then go to the main event, which you will not have an opinion on. No. Nope. Which is Ivy Nile taking on Mako Satomura for yeah. the NXT UK Women's Championship. So we get Matt wrestling to start with Nile looking really quick and graceful. Like the way that Marina Shafir didn't look... In her holds and counters, Nile looked really f- fluid and smooth, like uh, completely different to me. Um, Nile ends up powering up from a double knuckle lock and throws Mako across the ring. We get a gut wrench suplex later by Mako. More mat work. Ivy Nile escapes a head scissors by doing a headstand that looked pretty cool. Crossbody by Mako, but Nile rolls through, picks her up, and hits a fallaway slam. It's interesting, right? Because Nile is small, but like super jacked, like short, I guess I should say, but she is super strong. Some stiff kicks from Mako. Nile then returns the favor as they told us she is a third degree Taekwondo black belt. So I thought her kicks looked really good as well. Get an uppercut and a spinning heel kick from Mako. Uh, series of kicks, a corner forearm and a running kick by Ivy Nile. I would What I call the cravat DDT off the second rope by Ivy Nile for two count. I, I think that's a decent description. I'm not sure. Pele kick by Mako finally stops Ivy Nile for a second. But Nile fights back with a suplex and another kick. We get a nice kick to the head by Mako as Nile comes off the ropes. DDT and a rolling kick for a two count. Nile suddenly locks in the dragon sleeper, takes Mako down to the mat. Mako counters it into a pinfall and eventually gets the three count off of countering um, Nile's finisher. So Mako retains in what I thought was a really good match, especially considering like Nile's lack of experience here. The pace wasn't fast, but it was steady and they stuck to Nile's strength for the most part. Uh, for sure, Mako gave Ivy Nile a ton in this match. I thought Nile looked really good on offense. It, I, it's her longest match that I can remember seeing, and definitely her biggest test. I, I would actually say Nile passed with flying colors here. She's a unique talent. She seems to be progressing really light, nicely, right? She's got this really cool look, very short but very muscular, super fit, um, with some martial arts and amateur wrestling background. It looks like so. I thought she looked really good here, and and it's probably partly due to working with Mako, right? Mako was sure trying to make her look good and I think was successful, but I was thought this was a surprisingly good main event uh, that you slept through. So your sleeping was no comment on the match. It was just you had a big No, headache. I was just in pain. Yeah. Uh, so my overall thoughts on this show, they crammed four matches on the show this week. So I really think that the segments were few and far between. Uh, the opener was fine, I thought, but weakened again by that distraction roll-up finish. The tag match was a squash, so nothing really. The Amal match was actually pretty good, and the main event was good too. Um, too many flashbacks to the tag match last week, and uh, an odd like Wolfgang Kemp segment didn't add much to this show. The main event was the really good thing here, but again, I didn't mind the, the Amal-Alexander match too, so I'm going to give this show, I'm actually upgrading it in the moment. I'm going to give it a B-. minus. I had it at a C plus, but I liked the main event quite a bit. And one other match was decent. And that's a one-hour show, right? So that's yeah. that's pretty worthwhile. So I thought it wasn't bad, but wasn't great. Um, and funny, my last comment was, funny how a one-hour show like this finds the time for two women's matches. Looking at you, AEW, right? I feel like I, I mentioned that too. Like, yeah, it's 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 interesting because like... They put two AEW on one show right. in an hour, right? right? So I don't know. Did you want to partially grade what you saw? <laughs> you didn't see the best part of the show, probably. Uh, so it'd op- be tough. I thought the opener was pretty solid. Um, what was the match after? The op- oh, the tag match was fine, and the women, ma- the first women's match was fine. 
Uh, none of the segments are that great. I don't know. I'd give it like a probably a B minus. It wasn't yeah. anything great. Fair enough. Um, so that's bringing us to the end of that. We'll move into our next section. I got a few things to talk about in what we call any other wrestling business. So first, I thought we would quickly address what we did end up watching from uh, Helen Cell. So I saw a bit more than you, I think. Uh, so really quickly, the opening women's triple threat match was awesome. Um, possibly my match of the night, if I really got to thinking about it. Just a really well-planned and well-executed um, triple threat match. So you had the combination of the odd time where people are outside the ring and two people are fighting, but also like incorporating all three of them a bunch at times. I thought Asuka in particular looked amazing with her kicks and strikes and stuff. I thought all... Yeah, my friend sent me this clip of this fast bitch you got like with a bunch of the back fists or whatever. Yeah, the, her back fists looked like they were just connecting like for real. Um, so I thought all three of these women killed it in this match. It ended with Belair uh, stealing the pin after Becky Lynch hit Asuka with the manhandle slam. So this match is probably going on my list of matches I really enjoyed. I thought it was pretty great, to be honest. And and that's with me as someone who's pretty hard on main roster and doesn't watch it and complains a lot about it. This was an excellent match. This was a fantastic uh, opener to this show. Uh, maybe my favorite match on the show. Um, you didn't see that. But then I watched Omos MVP taking on Lashley. This was about what you would expect. I, I thought it was decent at best and doesn't really we belong. I watched Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. And I, oh, he did watch that and doesn't belong on a pay-per-view like Omos just isn't a talented wrestler like I don't uh, the spectacle of him being seven foot three or whatever they're billing him as I don't really care right MVP was entertaining because he is uh, I thought this match was just okay and then as you said we did watch Owens and Ezekiel I thought it was fine I just don't I personally don't find... I was watching that to see what Ezekiel is all about, and I did not gather anything. I don't he think... he just doesn't have anything to him. And I don't think his style is super interesting in the ring. Like, he's serviceable. He's fine, like, main roster talent kind of thing, but I... I don't get it, because, like, his style doesn't really seem that current. Like, he just doesn't seem like the... He doesn't really fit in. It he seems, seems like, like um, a guy that got a job in the 80s because he had a really good physique. Right? Yes, exactly. And it's he like Ultimate like, Warrior. Come in. It seems and... like they brought him in, but like he's a guy from a bygone era. Even though like he's, it's not even like he's he could he did others. He was Elias. Like he right. could do better. Which stuff was a cooler him. gimmick. So and I love KO. I think he's brilliant, and he still couldn't save this for me. Like I don't think this was a bad match, but it was nothing that I was really. I can't remember who said it, but like, I saw about. someone say like he should be involved in major stuff, and yeah, like Owens should be, of course, used better than this. Yep. Um, I don't think you watched it. I did Ali versus Theory. I saw a bit of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought thing. it was a really good match, right? You've got two really young, talented performers. Um, I thought they put on a good match in a tough spot. Like, And answer me this. Answer me this. Did the hometown boy win? Of course not. We all knew that he wouldn't. He couldn't have been more hometown, like coming out wearing like all of his gear was about Chicago I and saw. everything else. I and, thought it looked cool, but... Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a really uh, good match, I thought. Just a tough spot as people were waiting for that main event, right? But a, a good match nonetheless. And then the main event, we sort of mentioned it before, it was Rhodes and Rollins. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic oh, you didn't watch a Madcap Moss and Corbin, but oh, you I, did. I, I so accidentally watched that in the morning. That's it, right. It was a fine, like, plunder match, but it wasn't, like, anything... It, it, it wasn't great. It... It was just more like it was already on in the morning, so I was just like, okay. You watched it. Um, so the main event, tons of drama added because of Rhodes. Just disgusting injury. It like the was The crowd basically gross. gasping as you see the bruise that's 
Yeah, you can see like they're chaining for Cody, and then you just like it's like there's a bit of a gasp, and it's mostly just like silent. After and then that. like it's swollen and looks awful too. So they told yes. one hell of a story, uh, kind of like an instant classic match. Even though they didn't use the cage a ton, um, there was still tables involved and stuff, right? So I thought this was awesome. It I maybe preferred the opener in terms of in ring work specifically, but there's no doubt that this storyline and like look at that WWE, you didn't book a feud even Steven. And people have gobbled it up, right? Like, they've loved it. And the same person won three times. Nobody cares. Everyone's loved the feud. Now these guys are, like, forever rivals sort of thing. You've really built something with these two guys. Now it sucks one of them's out for nine months. Now but... I am interested to see how they screw that up. Right. Without the injury, I think. Because Cody has come across, and I'm not a Cody fan, as people know, but he he looks like a megastar here, right? And honestly super tough and to testament to rollins because like yes they brought him back they brought Cody back in a great way and i think that's a huge credit to rollins like Rhodes basically worked with half of his upper body right like that's crazy yeah so i thought this was a fantastic main event like this show book ended with two matches i would tell people to go out of their way to see to be honest and that's rare so i think we've I've heard other places talk about it. The way to consume wwe is just watch the pay-per-views and maybe even for me it might be watch the pay-per-views a couple days later and cherry pick them, right? Because there was stuff that we didn't need to watch on here. So what did we did I not watch? The six-man tag or six-person tag, right? Um, with the Judgment Day against Styles and Liv and somebody? Balor. Oh, Finn Balor, right. Leading to him joining <laughs> the faction. I told you, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, I missed that one. And what else would I miss then? Anything else? I missed the the one you caught there, Corbin and whatever. Right, and then... But, um, but honestly, three matches it. I quite enjoyed. If you're talking about Theory and Ali was good. Main event was great. Opener was fantastic. So all in all, I'm not going to give it a letter grade because I didn't watch the whole thing and I was somewhat um, distracted watching some of the matches. The Olmos match didn't have my full attention. But honestly, three good matches. And it wasn't a long pay-per-view. It was three hours. So compared to AEW's five-hour journey last week or whatever that was, um, this was quite uh, doable, so I really liked two of those matches. Um, then, what else did I watch? The June 4th episode, so a week, it was on Saturday, I guess, of New Japan Strong. Um, so it was Yuya Uemura who, and Keita. They pinned Lucas Riley and Kevin Blackwood in about an eight and a half minute match. So I think Uemura sometimes looks good to me, and sometimes he just looks kind of ordinary. I thought this was one of the more like just okay matches. Um, I don't think in his defense he was working with the most experienced guys here. I thought Riley, despite his quickness, looked like he was kind of thinking and planning what he was doing. It didn't look super natural to me. He's definitely got talent, but they seem like guys that are just sort of in training still. After the match, uh, Lucas Riley is positive that despite the loss, or that they'll do better next time, and Blackwood wants no part of it and walks out. So it's like this jobber tag team is splitting, I guess. I don't know. Solid opening tag match. Didn't have much star power in it. Um, felt like a good developmental match. And there's nothing really wrong with that, right? So uh, that's kind of what New Japan Strong is. They're developing people as well as bringing in people from other places. For example, the next match, which is a tag team match with El Fantasmo and Chris Bay representing Bullet Club. They defeated Alex Zane, unlikely tag team of Alex Zane and Christopher Daniels uh, in a 10-minute match. This is my favorite duo from Bullet Club, Fantasmo and Bay. Um, they're both just really smooth and fluid. And actually, Daniels, for being pretty ancient here, he held his own. Pretty ancient. Uh, Zane did some of his usual cool stuff. I thought this was a good match. I thought could have been better considering who was in it. I'm pretty sure the finish was botched. I think 
El Fantasma was supposed to catch Zayn coming off the ropes with a super kick, but that did not happen. So they sort of audibled into, I don't know what it is. It's like a modified styles clash that Fantasma hit and then a super kick for the win here, but a, a pretty entertaining tag team match. And then the main event was Tomohiro Ishii, one of my favorites from New Japan. He pinned Big Demo in a 13-minute match. So obviously a slower-paced physical match. And honestly, Demo was in control for the majority of this match. Um, they, had ter- they took turns kind of being defiant and quickly firing up after taking offense from the other. I thought Demo looked really good. Um, but my one complaint was it was a lot of Demo versus his tights. He kept pulling up his tights over his stomach. I remember he did that in WWE too. It was really annoying. Um, Anyways, Ishii, the story of this was Ishii trying to hit his brain buster multiple times, finally does, uh, and picks up the win. I thought it was a good slugfest of a match. My favorite match on the show for sure. Nice to see Demo. He looked like a, he came across as like a legit big man here, and Ishii gave him lots of chances to look good. Uh, Ishii won as expected, but he gave Demo a lot. I thought it was a pretty good main event. Easy show to watch. I mean, if you have to have storylines in your wrestling, then this, I don't think, is the product for you. It's basically three matches, maybe a tiny little post-match thing, and then they're out of there. Um, but it's in it, only an hour, and they have some really good talent, so I'll probably check it out some more. Um, I actually, the next thing I wanted to talk about was MLW Fusion, which I've now caught two weeks in a row, and I've kind of been enjoying that. Um, so the opening there was Gino Medina. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No. He defeated Aramis in a Mexican strap match. Now, do you know what a Mexican strap match is? Is this a strap match? No, it's better. Why? So it's a lumberjack match, but all of the lumberjacks have leather straps. So I liked it because That's interesting. P- because part of the strategy then of this match, right, is to throw your opponent out of the ring because he's going to get beaten with straps. So there was a lot of that. It sort of added. So I kind of enjoyed the match. Um, so Medina picked up the win. Aramis, I've seen a, a, a bit of him. I don't know how much I've seen of Medina, but I kind of thought this was a pretty good match. We also learned that it's going to be Taya Valkyrie taking on Holiday to become the first MLW. They're calling it the featherweight champion. I think that's their women's champion, but maybe it's just a, a smaller weight class, right? Maybe. I feel like that's in UFC, too. That's like a yes. that, and, one of their terms. And that match will be next week. So I like Valkyrie. I like Holiday. I don't know if you've seen Holiday before. She's pretty cool. She's so like another Thunder Rosa. That might be decent. A little bit, but more like I mean, a, like the look. It's more like a Halloween sort of yeah. kind of gimmick. She's cool. We then got Octagon Jr. defeated Matt Cross to retain the Caribbean Championship. I thought this match was okay. They sort of talked up Octagon Jr. like he's some absolute revelation. I didn't really see it here. He does cool stuff like Lucha stuff and whatnot, but it's not done as crisply as some other people do the same thing. So, I don't know. I thought he looked okay, but I was hoping for better. I, and honestly, I never thought Cross would win. He seems that he's just not in a role to be a champion. Uh, we then get Casey Navarro. He approaches Myron Reed in the backstage area. I, I don't know if you've seen Navarro anywhere. He was Casey on Navarro. Yeah, he was an impact for a bit. Right, small guy. He was like the X Cup or whatever. One hundred and fifty pound that, dude or whatever. So Navarro is starts talking like a mile a minute. Um, he's a he's a heel here. Myron Reed finally cuts him off and tells him, "If you want a title shot, just ask for one." So I kind of thought Navarro was really good at like the overly energetic heel here, and I don't know much about Myron Reed. I've, I know I've seen him wrestle maybe once or twice. But he just came across as like the no-nonsense, take-on-all-challengers babyface champion, which I thought worked here. Um, we then get, surprise, surprise, a Cross and Scarlet vignette. They are coming to MLW. And then when they cut back to the arena, the crowd is chanting, so Cross is going to kill you. You came in at the right time. I guess so, right? He, he may fit in here. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, then we get footage, I told you about this because I liked it, of Jacob Fatu and a Juicy fin, Finiao, or fin, Finiao, I can't remember how they pronounced it, I apologize to him, he's probably listening to this, right? He's one of the new listeners too, <laughs> along with WWE right. executives. Yeah. Yeah. So he's this big Tongan guy, I think. And so Jacob Fatu was explaining their alliance that basically they're, um, they ruled the streets together. That's how they know each other. And Finau uh, said that he's there for all the free food that MLW could give him because he's not going anywhere. He's a very large man. I actually really like the raw, realistic tone of this promo. I think Jacob Fatu is really cool. And I've never seen the other guy before, but he's huge. And he sounded pretty believable to me as well. Oh, one detail I forgot. Guess who's coming to MLW? Who? AC Romero. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Which I think they're calling him Ace Romero. Uh, then we get the MLW National Openweight Champion Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas arrive. They get out of their Audi. They tell viewers to mind their own business when it comes to who is funding. So their group's called Beaumaier Fight Club. And I guess there's some mystery as to who's there fi like financing it. Uh, they also then tease that they're going to have more members joining the group. Again, I really like the realistic tone of this. I don't know much about these guys yet, but. They All seem... I know is he won like a ladder match thing because when, um, remember Hammerstone won yes. the title, so he had the double title, so he vacated that title and uh, he won you know the more title than from that match. I follow them on oh, you social do? media, so I, I get bits, but I don't really These guys seem to... cool to me. I would check them out some more. I'll probably check out Fusion. I've liked the last couple of weeks. So uh, the main event really quickly was Richard Holiday, Mads Kruger. Have you seen Mads Kruger? I've seen him. Like, he's like a cane kind of. He's like a six foot nine yeah. mercenary with Holiday. a mask. I know he's with um Alicia Atu. Atu, that's right. She uh, gets involved in this match. She's Canadian. And King Muertes. Oh, is she, she? She's an interviewer, or and she also does. Nice. She also did interviews on like um you know Chris Van Vliet. Yes. Um, she's kind of like him somewhat. Cool. Um, and I know she was at the first AW. I think she works for them too. Because so. Holiday and Hammerstone were like partners and friends and stuff. That's and the storyline. He turned on them. Right. Um, he turned. They turned on him. So it's Holiday Kruger, King Muertes. They ended up defeating Hammerstone. That Mel Muertes, right? Just yes, different. Game. Hammerstone and Ross and Marshall Von Erich. What were his pants? He was not wearing baseball pants. Okay. I don't remember what they okay. were, but Good. I would have remembered that. So as I said, Hammerstone and Holiday, former friends and partners. Holiday ended up pinning Hammerstone here after hitting him with a shoe that was handed to him by um, a two. So Holiday then sort of acted like he should be the new champion, that he's been the better of the two all along, which I thought was kind of funny. Pretty good six-man tag, furthering the story of the feud between these former friends. I imagine that's where this is going, a Hammerstone-Holiday match, I would assume. So like I said, I've watched this show twice in a row. I'm not going to give this a rating because I don't sort of take detailed notes and pay fantastic attention. I just kind of watch it when I feel like watching wrestling. But I've enjoyed, mostly enjoyed the shows the last two weeks. I like the quick, realistic segments and the abundance of factions in this company. So I probably keep watching it or at least check in with it periodically just to replace my NXT 2.0 in this segment of the show. I thought I'd throw in those two. Might be the same ones next week. Might be something different. Might be something not at all. Although we have plans for next week that will be different that I won't say for our 100th episode. Uh, so that brings us, unless you have anything. I do not. All right. So that brings us to the end of any other wrestling business. We'll move into our final segment where Jack said he has a small update from the world of wrestling action figures. It is Figuring It Out with Jack. So there's this new Elite Series, I think it came out, it's, it was revealed a little while ago, so I, I might have missed it, but... How dare you? Um, it's the first Elite Greatest Hits series. 
Okay. So what does that mean? Uh, basically, it's gonna be re-releases of old elites. Lazy. With new tooling, though. So it'll, what does tooling mean? Like, cause weapon new. Now they'll have like interchangeable hands, double gotcha. punch elbows, probably their removal heads, etc. Gotcha. So, um, we'll have Rey Mysterio, which I think is uh elite twenty three one. It's like this. He had like this Day of the Dead one. It's got like mask and face paint. It kind of reminds me of Penta. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I actually want to get that because it's mask and face paint. So. You do like that. That explains itself. Yep. Um, the Rock will be like, I think, a redo of his uh, Attitude Era Elite. Okay. Um, like, there's the Best of Attitude Era one, I think. Um, Undertaker, which will, I think, be a redo of his Elite 8. Mm-hmm. So that's cool because that's like a deep pull. Yep. So that'll, and it'll probably have like better head scans too. Um, Bam Bam Bigel, which I think should be a redo of his Legends Elite. Like this first Legends Elite, not the ECW one. Okay. Um, the Rikishi, I think, will be his Hall of Champions one, which is good because that comes with the Oval Intercontinental title, which I like. And Rikishi's cool. He did it for Drock. He did it for the Rock. Man. Yep, that's right. Oh, yeah, um, on that gaming channel I watched, they also call him the Tribal Cheeks. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and then Jake Roberts, I think, will be a re-release of, or redo of his uh, Flashback Elite, which was in this line, which also had King Harley Race. Yep. Um, And it had, like, a Build-A-Figure Commissioner Shawn Michaels, and I think that was, like, a series where it's, like, the distribution wasn't great so it was like it wasn't like a super easy series to find so that's kind of cool that they're bringing it back sort of yeah nice um and there's just some other new pre-orders like there's like the stuff that aw revealed there's some more basics which that doesn't really matter and then there's elite 95 which is all cover sets there's biggie which i think is from when he cashed in there's john cena from his run last year Jimmy Uso, which looks like Jey Uso, it, it's not even because they're twins. It's because it's a Jey Uso head scan. And it's, oh, they just were like, whatever. It no one will know. Literally on the thing too, on like the because you know they always put up graphics for yes. like the series or whatever. So it's got the picture of Jimmy Uso. It literally said Jey Uso. I swear. That's funny. Wait. Okay. When I lazy. When I'm zooming out on it, like um, because you know when you're on their website, yeah. It says Jey Uso, but when then then when I click on it and it's got a close picture, it's fixed and it says Jimmy Uso. So it did say Jey Uso on the Instagram post. Nice. And so they screwed that up. And so it's Jimmy. It looks like Jay. It's supposed to be Jimmy. There's so there's Biggie, John Cena, Jimmy, Shotzi, Blackheart, Eddie Guerrero from Los Girls and Green. And then there's a black Chase variant and there's a black and white Bobby Lashley. Nice. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well. That is going to bring us to our last episode in double digits, 99. We'll hit triple digits next week with something a little special planned in one of our segments. So hopefully you'll tune in for that. Really appreciate taking any time to sit down and or stand or whatever you're doing, listening to us talk about wrestling in our basement for a couple hours. And I don't know, anything to add before we sign off here, fella? Um, look forward to next week. <laughs> Very well. Nice promo. <laughs> Your promo skills are It'll amazing. It'll be interesting for sure. It will be. So we look forward to seeing you back here next Saturday for episode 100. And until then, take care. 